The ESPN San Antonio Audio Vault is powered by AA Best Bail Bonds. 210-225-2121. Or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Joe Reinager, Jason Minix, The Blitz. It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 94.5 FM. I'm Jason Minix. He is Joe Reinagle. It's a Friday, and we are live at Texas Cheer Liquor Number 4 on Palo Alto Road in the appropriately named Patron Plaza. It would help, Edwin, if we turned his microphone on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, hey, oh you got to you got to push the right. So buttons. it's my fault, uh, of course. Well, hey, Jason, good How's afternoon. Your Friday? Man, it is going great, other than the technical stuff, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll get that figured out. Hey, I tell you what, this is my first time in here. This this place is cool. Uh-huh. And you know what I found out? What? They have Blantons here, and they, it, they have samples of it. In fact, so you can come try. It's the best whiskey there is. Now, here, trust me. Here's the thing: you talk about technical issues. We're not doing streaming today on Facebook Live or on YouTube Live. Now, I'm going to blame technical stuff or Blanton's. One of the two, uh, because one of us in a couple hours is going to be on a plane to Vegas. Where are you going? You going to Vegas? I am not. (laughs) (laughs) So one of us needs some samples. Yes. Well, we can do that as we get closer and uh, maybe on my way out the door. On your way out the door at at whatever point. And, you know, because there's free samples, Rudy J is going to be here. Absolutely. I knew he would be here. And, and again, it's not just the Blanton's, but I know that's always the the headliner. But lots of different bourbons that you can sample. Also some uh, sake samples and moonshine samples. Wow. Yeah. Well, I like that. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because I, I had a chance, Jason, to kind of tour the store here. Uh-huh. And they've got some really cool stuff and stuff that you don't see anywhere else. Uh-huh. First of all, the Blantons, I was impressed, I'll tell you that. But, I mean, just all kinds of stuff here. I'm, I, this is a really cool place. I, I got a... AD, do you have um, Mad Dog 2020 here? <laughs> the, the, the other day we were talking, Ryan Eagle was reminiscing about some Mad Dog days. Let's see if if we can find some Mad Dog for Joe Reinagle. I think you need some Mad Dog samples before you get on the no, plane. No, I'm a Boone's Farm guy. Oh, Boone's Farm. Yeah, yeah you Boone's got Strawberry Farm. Hill. Strawberry Hill, yeah. I don't, that. I don't remember Boone's Farm for the guys. <laughs> I, I always thought that was for the ladies. Well, when uh, where I'm from, Jason, in Alice, Texas, you, you drank whatever you get your hands on, the easiest and the cheapest. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I totally get that, but it was the guys were getting Mad Dog, and you got the Strawberry Hill for the ladies, or the Bartles and James or Zemas. You know what else? You know what else we used to drink with those little Slitz malt liquor baby bulls. Mm-hmm. Remember those? Mm-hmm. And Mickey's? Yeah. The big mouth Mickey's? Absolutely. Yeah. You didn't need many of those. <laughs> no. So you drank one Mickey's and you were pretty much down for the count. The high school years. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's funny because I saw earlier today Michael Jimenez from Halftime posted something on Twitter. It was just like a, a, a graphic. Do you guys think you had a better childhood without cell phones, Facebook, and tablets that teens have today? Yes. I am glad we didn't have social media when I was growing up. Dude, let me tell you something. The trouble that I would have gotten into. And, and here's the thing. You know, when we left the house, your parents didn't know where you were, where you were going, what you were doing until you got home. And I want to say they didn't care. 
But, but, but I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. But I don't think they cared. But now, the first time my kids got a cell phone, it's like, if, hey, if I call you, you better answer that uh-huh. thing if you want to keep your phone, right? So well, I think it was much better without all that stuff. I, I mean, even, you know, my kid's 23, and I still have her location on my phone, <laughs> right? Um, I, I don't know where in Phoenix she is, but at least I, I know where she is. And when, you know, <laughs> and through high school and even through college, I mean, because she's done it since really middle school when she got her phone, She's going somewhere. She texts you that she's there. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't imagine if my parents had the ability to know my location at all times. Now, I do wish we had cell phones back then because uh, you're you're a little older than me, but I grew up with pagers. Yeah. And the rule was if my mom paged, he had about 10 minutes to call her back. No, I didn't have a page. And, or, uh, no. And, and so, like, on the pagers, I just remember what a pain in the ass to pull over, <laughs> find a pay phone, call mom, collect... And when they say your name, whatever message you need to tell her. Wait a minute. <laughs> you called your mother collect? Well, that was the thing because, you know, you had to pay for that. Dude, it's so a quarter. It, well, back then, though, those I mean, gas I was 79 was a, cents. I, I don't mean, think it was a quarter. No, it was a, a dime. As you would call, you'd call collect and you'd call home and I'm here. I'm at Brian's house. Or, <laughs> we're at the mall. And she would just not accept, but she knew we made it to the mall or if you, if you were supposed to be at the mall and you would tell her she was at the mall, she had no way of not knowing if you were lying. No clue. And those were the days, too. You went outside, you know, in the morning, and you came home when your mom was calling for you for dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you just had to be an earshot of being able to Kinda. hear mom. And, and back then, my mom was pretty loud, so yeah. I could be a long way away. Yeah, yeah, I mean, my mom still is. And yeah, she would <laughs> holler out the door, shopper, and you knew you <laughs> you, you better, better get, get there before Dad sat down at the table. I mean, that was, that was, that was kind of the issue. And then I got older and a little bit more um, rebellious, and I remember one Friday night, I was told to be home at 12. So I got home Sunday morning, about 11.30, and I tried to explain it was before 12. That was not a They good never day. said what day. They, they didn't. They just they said, be home before 12, and I was. Yeah. They didn't say Friday at 12. They, they didn't see it that way, I have they, a feeling. They, they did not. <laughs> they did not. And so you ended up in the Navy. I think, does that have something to do with that? <laughs> so I got tired of walking. I decided to float around the world for a little while. I mean, about that time, it was, it was, um, it was, it was, it was not good. Yeah. It yeah. Was, well, I, I get that. And I, you know, I got a lot of trouble. I used to skip school a lot uh-huh. in high school. And so, you know, the, after a while, the principal and uh, the assistant principal, I'll never forget. Quick story, and I, and I won't bore you with any stories with Ryan Eagle, but me and a friend of mine, his name was Jeff McMurray, we would skip school and we'd go to the Alice Country Club and we'd sit in the men's locker room and play gin. Okay. Well, one day, we're sitting there, it's about 10 o'clock in the morning, and the vice principal walks in. Hi, boys. What are y'all doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Both of us obviously pooped our pants, uh-huh. right? So that was the first thing. And it turned out that the golf pro had called the the school and said, "Hey, you got a couple of guys here." And and what uh, a so jerk. we're yeah, we're in big trouble. What a jerk! I remember the time I got busted hard for skipping too much school. Is you know the orthodontist used to have the uh, handwritten tablets of you know get out of school cards, right? right? Well, I may have slipped a whole tablet of those into my bag, leaving an appointment one time. <laughs> So I would just show up and, yeah, I was at the dentist. I was at the dentist. I was at the dentist. <laughs> then the lady at the at the uh, front desk of the school ran into my mom at the store. I want to say Piggly Wiggly, and you know it was like, 
boy, is Jason okay? He's at the dentist all the time. I mean, you know, it must be, you know, is he okay? Root canals mom, oh, yeah, stuff. my mom was like, what? <laughs> ah, those were the days, right? Uh, those were the days. You know, it's it, it, exactly. So, uh, you know, we are here at Texas Chair reminiscing, and you can get Joe some Boone's Farm tonight. He would appreciate that, it. That would be nice. Or yeah. Blanton's. Yeah, I mean, come on in and join us. Have a sample and look around this place. It's really uh, it's really kind of cool, and uh, I'm really enjoying it. And the folks here are really nice. They're going to help you out with whatever you need. But, uh, you know, I just like being out on mm-hmm. remote. You know, I think this is my second since I, I started with the radio station. We were at the Roo Pub. Now we're here. And so it's just kind of cool. You get a different vibe and a different energy. And you get people that walk in. And a uh, true story happened 10 minutes ago. It's 408. Yeah, literally about, yeah, 10, about 10, minutes 10 minutes ago. ago. Guy walks in and, hey, you're Joe Reinagle. <laughs> <laughs> my parents thought, i got to get a picture. My mom's going to be so excited. I've been watching you since I was a little kid. Yeah, you didn't have to say that, but yeah, that's exactly what he said. And uh, you know, now that I feel like a grandpa, well, well I, I mean, guess I am. So what you, am I? You are a grandpa. What am I going to do? Right? It's just, I mean, you know, that guy had a head full of gray hair, and you know, <laughs> I get that all the time, right? You be an HEB or something, a guy come up with his family and kids, and hey, I remember when you came out and uh, to our high school football game, and I'm like, dude, please, you I know, mean, I've been around a while. I, 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 I feel that when. And I, I, the last couple years I've had this happen uh, as calling high school football games. I am now broadcasting games of sons of players that I broadcasted yep. games for. Yep. And nothing makes you feel older than a kid saying, my dad still plays the tape, and you call it his game. And, and then uh, our buddy Gary Delon will say, "Well, wait till the great grandkids yeah, say right. that to you." He, you know, he could he could say that, but yeah, it's but that's cool. It just means we've been able to keep a job for a very that's long right. time. That's right, we and, have, and and that's uh, you know sometimes unusual in this business. That's for sure. Well, but. and again, job security and, and and broadcasting is a lot like coaching, and sometimes you just never know what a boss is thinking. And and that's what's interesting about what's going on with the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones woke up this morning and said, I want to go on the radio. So his office calls over to 105.3 The Fan and says, hey, do you guys want Jerry today at 10? And they said, well, hell yeah, we do. <laughs> of course. And then you, you get the pettiness of the Dallas media, guys like Ed Werder tweeting out, well, that's not fair. Uh, why doesn't he have a press conference? You know, as if the guys on the fan aren't going to ask the right questions. But Jerry had a message that he wanted to get across and basically saying, Dan Quinn's going to be here for years, and Mike McCarthy's going to be here for years. All the speculation, you guys are idiots. <laughs> exactly. He's making it like the media was making a big deal out of this whole thing, and he did. He was, like, silent for a, for a week, not saying anything. So. Well, that was, uh, in his words, competitive. And yeah. so, you know, and, and I appreciate the boys uh, up there on the fan. They were you know, right out of the gate. Jerry, why did you want to call us this morning? Well, I wanted to... Uh basically uh, uh, speak to uh, uh, Coach McCarthy, Mike, uh, wanted to speak to uh, uh, the exciting news uh, of Dan Quinn, of course, uh, joining us for uh, for, uh, some years to come uh, as to uh, joining us as our coordinator. And what I wanted to clear up was uh, this was a competitive situation in my view. Uh, Mike was, I mean, uh, Dan Quinn was really uh, being pursued as a potential head coach. And uh, 
I've had two other occasions in my career uh, where uh, a coach, a coordinator, was offered a head coaching job, and I got them not to accept it. Huh. Uh, one was with Sean Payton, and he was offered the job at the Raiders uh, when Parcells was the head coach. I asked him to uh, not take it and stay coordinating and see what happens with the future here the Cowboys. And then I asked Jason Garrett to do the same thing, and he passed on the head coaching job as well. St. Louis. To stay here and be a part of the future of the Cowboys. And so uh, uh, I'd, I'd experienced uh, uh, seeing coaches turn down uh, a head job for uh, uh, our situation. And so I really was trying hard, meeting with Dan Quinn. Uh, Mike, this is the thing I want to clear up, Mike was very involved in this process and very involved in trying to give uh, us every chance to keep Dan quit. And uh, there's no question it was a competitive situation, and I couldn't really get out and speak to it publicly because I didn't want to push teams toward him. And I wanted to uh, keep him for ourselves and Dan, and that's what ended up happening. Mike and I worked together in a, uh, a joint effort. That's what it's going to take this year. We have uh, we did some things that uh, I'm really proud of. I, yeah, you know, um, ramble, ramble, ramble. Yeah. Well, uh, I didn't want to push uh, him toward. What does that mean? I, I, he interviewed for a bunch of jobs. According to Jerry, he was offered at least a job, but turned it down. Now, is it, it's apparently Dan Quinn assigned a multi-year contract to remain defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. Did he money whip him? Now, keep in mind, Dan Quinn is still getting paid by the Atlanta Falcons. If he were to become a head coach somewhere else, Arthur Blank does not have to pay him that head coach money. So I don't know what Jerry gave him, how much more is a coordinator, multi-year deal. Is there a wink-wink line in there that says you'll be the next head coach when we fire Mike McCarthy? Although with the Sean Payton news, I don't know if Dan Quinn believes the ink on that. Uh, is there an opportunity for you to become the head coach? I mean, there's legal ways to write that without being held to it if you're Jerry, but good for Jerry. You sold Dan Quinn and at the same time somehow convinced other people not to hire him? I, I don't get it, Jerry. Quit slapping yourself on the back. Well, you know, it begs the question, did he really? Or or were there other candidates out there that some of these teams wanted besides Dan Quinn? I mean, obviously, we'll never know the answer to that question. Jerry can spin it any way he wants to and say, hey, you know, I did this. You know, he wanted to be a Dallas Cowboy. He wanted to stay here. And like I said yesterday, this is the best thing that could have happened to the Cowboys' defense because they get that continuity of Dan Quinn. So for that yeah. defense, this is this is gr a great move and uh, good news for them. But y you just don't know because Jerry's the ultimate salesman yes as you know and so he's going to spin this as the cowboys are the greatest organization on the planet and everybody wants to be here and that's why dan quinn wants to stay here i i appreciate dan quinn staying as the defensive coordinator with what he was able to do this year i'm not just on a business level you get a chance to be a head coach. Everybody's goal is to be a head coach. Right. He has said he'd like to be a head coach again. Timing, situation, all of that has to be there. You make your list of known hell versus unknown hell when you're trying to make a big decision and change jobs and all that. Jerry, hey, go interview for all these jobs, but before you sign something, before you say yes, come back and see me. 
The only thing Jerry can do is offer him more money and the opportunity to maybe one day be the head coach. Now, if if the Giants say we're going to offer him a job, all you got to do if you're Jerry is say, look, I can match them nickel for nickel, but it's the Giants. You know you're going to get fired in three years. <laughs> Here, I let Jason Garrett hang around for ten, right? I, I mean, I, I, I just can't imagine if your goal is to be a head coach, if you've got all these opportunities that you decided to stay as a number two. Um, unless those situations or the money wasn't right. Denver has a history of going with a lot of first-time coaches, uh, head coaches, which tells me they they don't have a massive budget for head coaches. They don't want to pay the head coach a lot of money. I just don't think Dan Quinn was as attractive as we're being led to be as a head coach. Some guys are just better coordinators than they are head coaches, well, they, and that may are, be the case. Again, he had a gazillion interviews. I put Kellen Moore. Well, in so that does category. Josh McCown. Well, that, that only the Texans, so that that doesn't count, right? <laughs> My I mean, gosh, that, I, I mean, I, I just look at, at at Dan Quinn, and I've said I don't understand why he is such a hot commodity. Dude got fired in Atlanta, and he the Cowboys defense was ranked nineteenth. I mean, they were number one in takeaways. They they did a good job in points allowed, but overall. They they went from crap to 19th, which it's not like he had a top five defense. So I, I'm with you, but the idea that you let Mike McCarthy for a week, you speculated because last week you would not commit to Mike McCarthy. And maybe what he's trying to say is I didn't commit to Mike McCarthy because I wanted those people to think, those other teams, that I won't let Dan Quinn leave. I'll fire Mark and make Dan Quinn the head coach, so don't offer him a job. I, I Maybe in his mind, if that's what he was trying to get across. But he and Mike are in this plan together. You know, Mike Mike was volunteering to get on that on that pole in that cold weather and twist in the wind because, you know, his job is safe, and Mike knew that. The thing I want to clear up is that the idea of Mike being uh, twisting in the wind just wasn't the case at all. We were sitting there trying to keep Dan Quinn and trying to... Uh, maintain continuity on our coaching staff yeah but mike was twisting in the wind okay and and you know jerry is kind of putting that off on the media right like the media made a big deal out of nothing right and 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 look i'm not saying that we never do that because we do there are times (laughs) when we do that but in this case how could you take it any other way when jerry after that ball game when the cowboys were beaten by the 49ers said nothing to give his coach confidence or give anybody else who was listening to that thing any confidence that Mike McCarthy was the guy. Then you radio silent for a week without saying a word. The only thing we heard from was from Mike McCarthy saying, you know, I've talked to Jerry. It was a positive interview, and and everything was okay. But Jerry never said anything. And then you get the Sean Payton news, which made that wind blow a lot harder for Mike McCarthy to twist in. It it did, and again... If you didn't want your head coach to twist in the wind, before Dan Quinn goes on all these interviews, doesn't Jerry have the conversation with Dan Quinn and say, save your time. You don't need to spend time interviewing for a job. Here's the money. Here's here here's the role. Here's what it is. And if Mike McCarthy was on board, I, could, I, I just don't. The competitive advantage that he kept talking about is, is kind of lost to me the way they handled it. You know, it's like Kellen Moore. You know, he says he wants Kellen Moore back, but he doesn't expect Kellen Moore to get a job. Well, I, I mean, wouldn't it be the same thing if that's the coordinator that you wanted to keep? I mean, he keeps saying that. 
I just don't know with, with Dan Quinn. I can't see it. Go talk to him. See what the offer is. Come and see me before that happens. I mean, is that like a recruiting trip? He wants Dan Quinn to get a couple of steak dinners in the meantime and, and smooths with some guys and get a few free drinks and, you know, just have a good time. Go, go have a good time, Dan. I, 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 I mean, according to Jerry, and Jerry would never lie to with us, although he did say today he misled <laughs> us all because it was competitive. Um, according to Jerry, Dan Quinn was offered at least one job, and at one point in the interview, it sounded like Jerry said he might have been offered two jobs, but Jerry, the master salesman, convinced him that being defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys is a better job than being a head coach of the team that offered you. I believe that very much. But I know this, he is staying and being our coordinator for years to come. Years. And so uh, I know that uh, he was the most, he was the busiest coordinator out here uh, being interviewed for jobs. And yes, I would say that specifically. It's a real compliment to Mike. It's a compliment to us. It's a compliment to the organization. He's a good jobs. Here with the Cowboys. Yeah, that's a good job yeah, with the yeah. Cowboys. And, you know, he's such a hot commodity. Even though you say years to come, if they have another good year, isn't he going to be on the job interview search next year? Well, of course he is. And if they have a good year and, and the defense gets even better than that, yeah, teams are going to be calling regardless of what kind of contract Jerry signed him to today or the the uh, extension. So, you know, Jerry's a salesman, and you, you just got to take all of that with a grain of salt. But you can't tell me, because anybody that's in a, any business – Wants to get to that top rung. Is he, Dan Quinn, the coach in waiting? Is he the replacement I for Mike not. McCarthy? Is that a done deal? Man, I'm, we're in a competitive situation for key personnel, key coaches here that I didn't want to be over here pushing and talking about how good they were, how good they weren't, where we are. All that's red like a fine-tooth comb with other your competition. That's other teams trying to get you stacked. I'm just glad to know that all those owners are, you know, we don't pay attention to the media, but we read and hear everything that is said out there. That's absolutely right. And the Cowboys have the best assistants around. Everybody wants them to be their next head coach. And, I, again, I, nothing against Dan Quinn. He did a pretty good job in Atlanta. He had a lot of talent with that with that football team. Got him to the Super Bowl. Everybody knows they blew the big lead to Tom Brady. But I just am not sure that Dan Quinn was the guy that everybody had penciled in to be the next head coach of that particular team. And and I, I just don't buy it. So well, yeah, I'm glad he's staying. It's good for the Cowboys. And, and it sounds like Kellen Moore isn't going to get a job, so he's staying. I don't know how many of you are glad that Kellen Moore is staying not as many, the offensive coordinator. And, yeah, the – the love affair with Lil Kella Moore certainly took a turn, didn't it, it? It sure did. You know, I mean, he was he was Wonder Boy for the first half of the season, and then uh, he was the GOAT, and I don't mean that in a good way, the second half of the season. Well, I, I look at, if I'm Mike McCarthy, and I know I'm on the hot seat, and you realize you've got a Sean Payton that's out there, and you have Dan Quinn on your staff that Jerry loves and is, is the guy. Man, everybody wants him, Right. If if I'm Mike McCarthy and I'm the offensive guru that, that I am, which is why you have the job that you have, I'm going to take over that offense because Kellen Moore, while they were the number one ranked offense and all that kind of stuff, it, it, it lacked. Jerry was asked on 105.3 The Fan this morning if Mike McCarthy will be more involved with the offense, even if Kellen Moore is back as the O.C. No question. 
All right, let's stop right there. No, no question. question. I, I mean, absolutely. We've identified a problem. Offense, we love Kellen. We think he's great. Uh, he's not ready to drive by himself yet. No question <laughs> that we're going to attempt hard and use everything that Mike has got in his background experience to help us uh, on, on every part of this football team. And obviously, we didn't get past the first round, and we need to address uh, a lot of areas. And so to answer your question, uh, heck yeah, he'll be involved in, in uh, the, the minutia, or he'll be involved in every way we can to improve any part of our team. And I say that deliberately because... He is the head coach, and uh, that's what he do. That's what he do. That's what he do. <laughs> you know, I said this a week ago, right? I said this a week ago. We'll talk more about it, but I, I'm telling you, I said it a week ago. McCarthy needs to take over the offensive play calling. And if not play calling, appear to be more involved in the offense. The play calling. He needs to take over. Uh, he's talked about how tough that is. I don't care. Uh, what I, I, I just, I, I mean, I, I don't know. And that's a debate that we'll have throughout the offseason. But, you know, he has talked about how much better he is at his job that he's not calling plays. And I don't know. Really? Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I don't know that I want him to take over play calling. Be there a little bit more maybe with the installation. Have your headset on and be ready to uh, change something if you don't like what you're hearing. But, you know, he has a hard enough time with time management now, and that's his only focus. <laughs> Imagine if it was only 20% of his focus because he was trying to figure out what was going to be next. More on that as we continue. Spurs with the big game tonight as well. We'll get into all that as we're live here at Texas Cheer Liquor Store number 4 down on Palo Alto Road to get your Friday started. And it's a good Friday. It sure is. Yeah, that's a, it's a great Friday. We're at Texas Cheer Liquor, number four over on Palo Alto Road. You know you're going, it's, it's the weekend, right? You know you're going to go by the liquor store. Come see us here at Texas Cheer Liquor. Because there's free samples over here, and I tell you what, we got a very beautiful young lady over here who's mixing up sake with margarita mix. Uh-huh. And just having a good time, too. She was telling, telling me all about that, Jay. I didn't know you could mix sake with margarita mix, or you said any fruit juice, right? Really? So, yeah, right. she'll, she'll make you whatever you want. That'll work. Yeah. I mean, not that we've had any samples yet. No, we haven't. <laughs> we haven't. And everybody can attest to that. Although we, <laughs> we have been offered. Yes. But our, our, our willpower has been strong. Yeah. You know... Yeah, sure. Is that, is, that, is, that, is, that what, is that what we're going with? That's what we're going with. But anybody else that wants to come in and see us, talk a little sports, mm -hmm. have a nice sake margarita or whatever else you and want. And some Blantons and, and yeah. some other bourbons. And, you know, a lot of times, because we, we do these once a month, just so you know. Oh, well, I know good. You're new. Yeah, That's we do, awesome. We do these once a month, which is fantastic. Yes. Right? Generally, there's a, a couple different things that we're going to sample. I don't know how many bottles that they brought out, but there's a lot. There's a lot. There, there's there's, a, there's a, a wide variety. Very generous of, of today, sampling. that's for sure. And and it's just dangerous because where we're set up, we're like arm's length of the fireball. Fireball? Um, yep. We've got and some vodka, vodka and Buffalo Trace else. whiskey is right Although, there. Then again, we are at Texas here. We're with the arm's reach of a lot of stuff. <laughs> Everything, right? <laughs> I just have to get up. 
Although, I get it. For me, being that close to fireball is is very dangerous. You're I a think, fireball I, guy. I, huh? I think I, I I try to say I'm not. I've tried to quit fireball. It won't quit me. <laughs> I, I I tell people I'm no 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 fireball, and then you know all of a sudden it's in front of you. And my friends know me well. For Christmas, I think I was given seven. Bottles of Fireball. Nice over the holidays. My, you open up my freezer, and well, it kind of looks like a, you know, stocking Texas chair. You notice that when I was at your house, you didn't offer any of that. Well, I, I'm wondering why. If you got all this for Christmas, and you just all I got was beer. Well, um, if you didn't notice, along that one counter was basically everything you needed. There's beer here and there's drinks up beer. Cool beers in the coolers outside. There's drinks over here. You know, you know, Jason. I, I mean, if, we, if you come to my house, I'm gonna say, Hey, Jason, I got beer there. Look at all this. I got, I got some basil uh-huh. hanging up there. I got vodka over here. Uh-huh. I got this over there. You know, you got to be a better host. Somehow, between the empty bottle of tequila that I picked up at the last time we were out here, <laughs> and I forget what uh, Ad uh, told me to get, but. It was a that it, it was an empty bottle, so it went yeah. over extremely well. There is an empty bottle of Dripping Springs vodka, okay. and an empty bottle of Fireball. So I don't know what the hell your problem was. <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't know either. Everybody else was able to find what they wanted. In fact, you know, Rudy keeps a bottle of Crown at my house that he probably needs to restock pretty nice. soon. So yeah. he found and. and Rudy, actually, because I've got a bottle of Crown, and then there's Rudy's bottle of Crown that he hides somewhere else away from my, my liquor cabinet. Well, why does he do that? Because you I, don't offer him yours? No, because he's Rudy. No, I, 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 I just, I just, that's just Rudy. See, when Rudy gets here, I'm so, going to ask him, because I, I, I'm kind of thinking you're a little stingy with your I, alcohol. I, dude, I am not. Uh, I think Rudy brought the bottle. And, you know, when you bring a bottle, you leave a bottle kind of thing. <laughs> I guess he, so. he, he, he just didn't want somebody else drinking it because that was Rudy's <laughs> bottle. And you understand, Rudy, that doesn't surprise you. Well, you can restock here before you leave. So the next time I come to your house, there will be stuff there. there there's going to be a bottle of Blanton's because you can get Blanton's here, although not necessarily today, but they're going to get a, you can a new try it on though. Wednesday. But you can try it. And if you've never tried it, you need to because, in my opinion, it's the best. It's just it's hard to find, but it you is. can find it here it at Texas Cheer Liquor. Coming up, we'll talk to the owner, Eddie, saying about the bourbon craze and yeah. the bottles and how hard they are to get. And that's kind of, you know, I'm going to get some because I, I want some. I, I am, too. Although We've already ordered our bottles. It's an investment. Yes, that, it that, is. <laughs> but it's delicious. It, it it's worth it. Is. Treat oh, yourself. I wonder if Pop is going to go for Blanton's tonight or if he's going to go with his traditional wine as he celebrates his 73rd birthday. 73 years old today. Greg Popovich, happy birthday, Coach Pop. And, uh, you know, he'd like a win tonight over this uh, Chicago <laughs> Bulls team that is really good. And they're playing well. And the guy that used to be a San Antonio Spur is playing really well. And, of course, that's DeMar DeRozan. He's back, and I'm sure he'll get one of those nice tribute videos tonight on the big on the big screen. You know, I, I just look at this stretch coming up for the San Antonio Spurs. Over the next seven nights, they're going to play the top teams in the NBA with Chicago, Phoenix, Golden State, and Miami. It looks Woo. like uh, a bad – and all those teams are playing well right now. Yeah. This is going to be a rough stretch. Could be a rough stretch. Or you Spurs. could look at it as a confidence booster, Jason, if they get a couple of wins. Only one of those games is on the road, by the way. I would take a win, one and, one, one and three over the next four against those teams. I would be, I would be happy with that because they're staring 0-4 and, and ugly 
like an ugly 0-4. You know, it's like they just played that uh, a really good game against Memphis. Yeah. They just didn't have enough down the stretch. And I know yep. Spurs fans are going to bitch about the officiating and Morant getting all the calls and all that kind of stuff. They were right there. They had opportunities. They made mistakes down the stretch that cost them the game. Absolutely. You know, that's a good joke that you can make. Of. What do the Spurs and the Dallas Cowboys have in common? <laughs> oh, the number of trophies in the case. Is that is that what it is? Yeah, five. Okay. Well, the Cowboys are a little light, aren't they? No, they got five. They, they do have five. They, that's they have that's five. true. That's nice. Yeah. I mean... I, I forgot. It's, it's just, been I think I was like years two. since they've added yeah, to the I trophy think I, I think it was two years old the last time they won a championship. You were not two years old. <laughs> but there are a lot of people out there that weren't born yet. In fact, their last Super Bowl win happened 26 years ago today. That's incredible. Super Bowl 30. Yeah. I was no, that's three. Incredible. Bite me, Carl. By the way, Carl Schoening <laughs> producing today. Wow. I, where did that come from? I know. You was said it, you were two, what? Joe. I just wanted to, you know, say I was three, just for the record. I, I always knew you were older than I am, well, Carl. Well, he's got an old soul, that is for sure. <laughs> he does. Although he's not, he doesn't act old today. He spent six hours playing Pokemon on Twitch. <laughs> the Switch, not Twitch. Switch. The Switch. Switch, Switch. I don't know what the hell any of that is. I have no clue I don't clue know why a grown man is playing Pokemon either. For six hours. You have a job and a girlfriend. I can't believe you have six hours in a day to play a video game. I woke up early. I don't care. You woke up early. Again, you, you have a job, you have a girlfriend. Uh, I, I just, the people that I think that have six hours to play video game are missing one of those two key ingredients. Carl, you need to work on your comedy routine in that stretch. Mm-hmm. No, that's all right. I'll pass. I'm better on air and being straight. straight to, you know, just a good old straight face broadcaster. The ball's uh-huh. passed over to Murray. He makes the three. Uh huh. There, oh, there you okay. go. Oh, okay. All right. Nice. So. Some fun Pokemon lingo. <laughs> is there lingo in Pokemon? I'm going to guess there is. It'd just be a foreign language if I heard it. And I'm guessing the same for you. But you look at this Spurs team, and, you know, I, I know, you know, listening to Jimenez when I was driving over here to Texas here earlier talking about, you know, the all-star starters, and, of course, no Spurs there. Yep, yep, yep. Will uh, DeJounte make the all-star team? And I would like to think the coaches are going to put him in there, but, you know, there's, there's some guys that you go, yeah, I mean, you're going to go uh, Spider, you're going to go DeJounte. If they went Spider, I don't know if I could be mad. CP3, his age, lifetime achievement. I mean, the old, they'll look in, well, CP3 is running out of time. DeJounte has plenty of time to get there. The old, there's always that one old player that, that, you know, seems to always get invited. Now that, that probably was CP3 last year and his numbers are better this year. You know, you look a, at Devin Booker. I mean, yeah, I think oh gosh, I'd, I'd yeah. go Devin Booker over DeJounte. What, what's a shame for DeJounte Murray is if the Spurs were winning, or if they had a better record, yep. he would probably be considered. That's unfortunate. It shouldn't be that way because he's playing as well as he's playing on a team that isn't winning ball games. Ernie Johnson last night on TNT gave DeJounte Murray some kudos, saying that he should be selected as an all-star. He, or He's a guy that certainly they should look at to put on 
that roster. So I thought that was cool, and it's cool that you know he throws that out there. Obviously, they've got a big national audience during NBA basketball games, and so I thought that was kind of cool. And, and Kenny Smith didn't argue with him, so so that was cool. He got a little uh, national pub last night on TNT, which is good. Although at the same time, you know, when you start thinking about the trade rumors hurting, uh, heating up, you know, stealing a line from Jerry Jones, uh, do we really want that? Uh, <laughs> do you really want that kind of attention right now on DeJounte Murray? Well, it depends. I mean, you know, you would have to get a big haul for him, right? I mean, you, you're not going to you're not gonna trade him for a ham sandwich. You know, you, you've got to have something good for him. So I don't think he goes anywhere. However, Derek White, there's that possibility. He could. I still like that Atlanta Hawks deal. John Collins. I do too, as long as that's a protected pick. Oh my that's, God. That's exactly what it needs to be. All right. We're here at Texas Cheer Liquor number four, Palo Alto Road. Google it, you'll get here. We're sampling Blantons. I've had three different friends and a couple of direct messages wanting to know about the Blantons. Yeah. We're going to get to the bottom of Blantons and why it is, and not just Blantons, all bourbons have become so weird. A.D. Singh is going to join us in a couple of minutes. We will make our picks in the 5 o'clock hour for the conference championship games. John Mashoda from The Athletic will join us at 5.30. Hey, this is Rob Thompson on your home for Rangers baseball. San Antonio sports star, ESPN 1250 and 94.5 FM. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio sports star, ESPN AM 1250, 94.5 FM. Next week, we'll be on 103.3 FM, so get ready to adjust your presets next week. What is that? uh, Tuesday, right? February February 1st. 1st. That's what they tell us. Wow. That's what they tell us. All I I hear is Greg Shelton's, it's a bigger stick. It is a bigger stick. I mean, what does that mean? Is it taller? It it, It is taller? It's a taller stick. Okay, so it is a bigger stick. And... uh, Depending on where you live, you might be able to hear us better. Um, and I will sound taller on 103.3. Really? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, well. I sound taller on 94.5 than I do AM 1250. Now, and now who, AM 1250 who, is staying there. Who judges that, That whether you sound taller or not? I do. It makes me feel you better. <laughs> so FM, you know, I listen a lot when I'm not on the radio to 1250 AM. Uh-huh. Right? But Maggie... My wife, mm-hmm. she likes it better the way it sounds on the FM. Well, I, I mean, you sound a little bit more bassier. Is that what it is? It, it is. And since that's your wife, I think she would like you to have a little bit more A little bass. more manly yes. voice. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. As opposed. But, but again, though, I mean, it, it, it is. I mean, we're, you know, next month, February, the station will be 14 years old, right? As right. As we celebrate right. our 14th birthday. Um, plans are in the works. Big party at RuPub. Well, details coming soon oh right? really absolutely oh nice you probably got a calendar invite today okay but, you know we're, wow we're, you know we, we do a big birthday party because why, why not we'll always have cool prizes that sort of stuff but those that were with us in the beginning back in 2008 on am 1250 i i a lot of them you're one it's the, the idea of listening to talk radio on the fm is is just not where they go to find true radio, That's right? right? Like talk yeah. radio is 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 on the AM. AM. Yeah. You know, younger people tend to find us more on the FM. Okay, right? All right. That that's that's you know, 
I, I guess it's, it's yeah. a bigger stick. It's a bigger it's stick. It's a bigger I, stick. It, it's about double the power. So in other words, I'm learning this the, radio lingo. The the idea there's times of the year, the atmosphere, all this kind of engineering, blah blah. You know, there's times where you know you might be listening to us, and as you're driving down the road, now all of a sudden you hear 94.5 the buzz, which is a great rock station in Houston. And then as you keep driving, we come back, and then you know, so I mean, that kind of stuff won't happen on 103.3. It won't happen because that's the bigger stick. Well, I mean, that's what Greg Shelton has told me. Okay, if it well, does happen, just blame Shelton. Well, and I can promise you, it won't be 94.5 uh, the buzz in Houston bleeding into us on 103.3. It, it won't be that. I mean, you know, I don't know if there's another 103.3 close. Well, I'm going to have to listen then on the FM uh, once we go to the bigger stick uh-huh. and see if indeed you do sound taller, number one, and if it sounds better. It will It will sound better. Okay. It, it, it's certainly better than it does on AM 1250. Okay. I mean, you know. Well, I always thought it sounded pretty good on AM 1250. Well, absolutely. You it's know, not bad. No, it, it's it, it's not bad, but... You know, and again, for younger people that don't even know that there's an AM, like us oh, where my grandpa goes, you know, that's that's why why you're available. But there are some people that just always forget the FM, and it's 1250, which is fine as long as sure. you find us. Well, exactly, and 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 I hope they do, and and hope they enjoy the show. So that's good. And if you sound taller with a bigger stick, mm-hmm. then they'll probably find us. That's exactly what it is. Is that what it is? You know, it's 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 all about range. I, I just got an email, and you know, there's <laughs> it, it, it's an email from AccuWeather. Right? Okay, yeah. There is this blizzard hitting the Northeast this weekend, right? Okay. Now this advisory talks about two to four inches of snow an hour. I saw something on Twitter a little while ago that says they're expecting between two and twenty inches. What the hell does that mean? Between 2 and 20 inches? I mean, that's like going to the bar. I'm only going to have one or two, and eight hours later, you know. I've, You've I've, had 20. I, 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 <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm only going to have one or two, but it could be 20. I don't know. Those are weather guys covering their behind <laughs> is what it is, right? That's exactly what it is. You know, when they tell you, you listen to Bill Taylor, and he tells you there's a 30% chance. Well, what the hell does that mean? Does that mean that I'm going to – is it 30% for me where uh-huh. I'm at, or is it where 30% where that guy's at, like 10 miles across town? Mm-hmm. I mean, what does it mean? Uh, weather guys are like batters in baseball. If you're hitting 300 in baseball, you're considered damn good at your job. Right. But that also means you fail about 70% of the time <laughs> you're at the plate, Right. I mean, is there another job out there where if you're forecasting things, and, you know, Bill Taylor and, you know, with the computer model, they're all very good, right? Sure, they are. Absolutely. But it's really hard to predict Mother Nature. It's hard to predict any female, let alone Mother Nature. Absolutely. You know, I, I give Bill a hard time, but you of know course. he does he does a pretty good job. Uh, don't tell him I said that, but he does a pretty good job. And and uh, you know, most of the time, they, those guys are right. It's you know, it's funny because I'll question him sometimes. I say, "Man, Bill, you know, it really rained last night." He goes, yeah, man, I didn't even see that one coming. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so he won't admit it to anybody else, but you know, he'll tell me. And now I just admitted it to everybody. But... Well, I mean, it's just that stray shower that came out of nowhere. It's exactly right. Go, oh, man, that that really caught me off guard. Kind of... At least. He can admit that, and I give him credit for that. So, and he always tells me, he says, "Well, you know, I predict things. Why don't you?" And I do. I say, "I I do predict things." And in fact, we're going to do that a little bit later in the show. I think. Well, you think about we will the 
the idea of the conference championship games and predicting. Now, he uses various models and computers and whatever. Right. You know. Right. Uh, you're you're going on your gut with a 50-50 shot, right? And it's interesting. Do you watch real sports on HBO? Sometimes. The, the one that just came out, and I, I watched it last night, so I guess it probably dropped over the weekend. It shows up in the DVR is new, and so I'm watching it. And I thought it was interesting. They did a, a, a great feature on sports gambling, where for years it was such a no-no. And now right. you've got arenas with casinos in them. Sure. Every sports team and league has a gambling sponsor. And, of course, you know, they tell the story about a guy who, and I don't know how you bet 25000 on the Padres two nights in a row and lose and, and live with yourself. But there's there's those guys that are out there, right? And, you know, you have to be responsible for yourself. But part of the angle is, as a, as a league, are you worried that if somebody really has it bad, you're going to be sued because you enabled this. And I, I thought, well, that's kind of an interesting angle to take because it is gambling. And what the other part that I thought was interesting, where the owner of the Washington Capitals and, and Wizards um, was talking about how they're not worried about games getting thrown at this point because there's so much money at stake. Where sure. Back in the day, guys didn't make a lot, so an extra ten grand to miss a free throw uh, was worth it. Now True. it's not. Well, you know, remember it used to be taboo for any professional team to even think about playing in Las Vegas. Yep. And now we, we've got a hockey team there. You got an uh, NFL football team there. I know they're trying to put an NBA team there as well. So, and and Texas needs to get on board. Yes. All right. I mean, seriously, sports gambling should be legal everywhere. It's ridiculous that it's not. And and you know, Texas. I know we're a little slower when it comes to stuff like that. But sports gambling needs to be made legal. Amen. And soon. I don't. I, I. As crazy as it sounds, I think we'll have legal weed before we get legal sports gambling. I. I was talking to one high politician, uh, and he was saying that there's a plan where there would be like one major casino in the San Antonio area, one in the Dallas area, one in the Houston area, and do it that way as opposed to open it up to where you could have a bunch of casinos on the Riverwalk. They don't want that. I'm fine. What, whatever, I'm fine with that, too. Whatever it takes, but there is so much money, lobby groups, that's – spend a lot of money in the state of Texas to keep Texas from passing legal gambling. You know, you look at Oklahoma and Louisiana, Nevada, uh, all, all those places, they don't want it because we travel. Absolutely. You know, and, and so it, it's for those politicians that might be receiving some of that lobby money. Well, let's see. Yeah, we don't need that. But it's not just that. Just sports gambling. Can you imagine going out to Rotama Park? You're oh. able to bet on the horses, and then you got a room in there with all these screens on there. You can bet on football games, baseball, hockey, whatever you want. Man, it would just be it would be so much fun to do, or, well, or just a place like that here in San Antonio. It would be a blast. I, I, I'm there, or, you know, where you could, you know, have things set up at all the different bars you're watching the game and yeah. the game betting and all the stuff and you know there's a reason why the ratings for all the games are still there even on a bad game because your in-game betting keeps you interested in the game that's exactly right it's that and fantasy football right that's it which is like in-game <laughs> like gambling yes it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out a very interesting episode of real sports we talk about picking games afc nfc championship games are this weekend we'll make our picks as we continue here on the blitz Joe Reinegger. 
Jason Minix, The Blitz. It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 94.5 FM. I'm Jason Minix. He is Joe Reinagle. And I am thrilled that it's Friday number one and yeah. thrilled to be where we're at today. Which is at Texas Cheer Liquor number four on Palo Alto and the Patron Plaza, which I think is the perfect name that is. for it. You know, just Google Map, get down here. We've got lots of free samples, including some Blantons. Including some Blantons, yes. And we've got some sake. Which is the best, by the way, Blantons. Yes. That sake, I don't know, because we haven't been able to try it yet. So this guy's about to try it. We'll ask him uh, and see how he samples that thing, right? we got to say, and we, and we, oh, you already did. Oh, he already did. How yeah. was it? He's smiling. All right, he's Absolutely. smiling. Absolutely. Well, sake makes everybody <laughs> smile, doesn't it? I mean, come on. <laughs> I don't know. It's always, uh, you know, I like sake bombs sometimes. Mm -hmm. And you you have a couple of those. I, I have no worries after that. You know, you can do a lot of things where you have no worries after a couple. That's true. That's true. Blanton's is that way. Yeah, Blanton's. A um, couple definitely. shots of Fireball. Yes. Yeah. Fireball, though, kind of makes me nuts. Makes you nuts. Makes me nuts, you know, kind of crazy. Way? Well, you get kind of amped up a little bit, you know? Um. I don't think that's just unique to Fireball. <laughs> well, and, and tequila does that too. So See, tequila is not my friend. I, 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 I just, I just know me and tequila, we're, we're we're not a good mix. I don't care how you try to mix it. I don't care. I've tried really expensive, good sipping tequilas. You know, Clint Sterner, who joins us every Mondays on the Blitz. We were in Philadelphia at the Army-Navy game a couple of years ago, and he was ordering, I don't know what, these tequila, and it was good, right? I mean, they were really expensive. Of course, we were at a hotel bar anyway. Right, but, right, um, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's a, a good sipping tequila. I wish I could remember the name. Maybe Rob does. It was really good, but, again, not my friend. Yeah. Later on, you know, you realize not your friend. You got crazy yeah, or what? Just, you get just, sick or I what happened? Not sick. Just you just feel like crap. It's been a long time since <laughs> since I got sick. I just like, yep, nope. That tequila hangover hits a whole lot different. I tell you what, the one thing about tequila is, it, for me, it's like a five hour energy. You take a shot of tequila and you're just like, whoa, let's go. Really? Absolutely. I mean, you can't, I mean, you can't drink a whole bottle like you probably did that night. But I mean, you know, you know, a, it was shot, sipping. a shot or two, and and you're you're good to go for no, the night. Especially like when you're at the bar and people are doing tequila shots, and and the problem is, it's you know, it's always oh, it's just one. It's never just one. It never. It's never just one. Yeah, that's the biggest. Uh, that's the biggest lie there is. Yeah. Anybody that walks into a bar and says, "I'm going to have just one." They're lying to everybody, including themselves. Well, that, that's true. That, that's true. <laughs> Although, I've gone and had just one. You have? No. Will they kick you out? or? <laughs> no, I got there at 145. I didn't realize the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> I was leaving another place, went over. No. I mean, that's kind of how it goes. And, and you, you you look at it. And yeah, It's one of those. But there's so much here at Texas Cheer. And... You know, there's some stuff, I don't know what it is, but the bottles look cool, so I want to try it just because of that. And that's such a big part of the, the alcohol game now is is the presentation. 
Well, the bottle, you know, because I got a bottle of tequila that I haven't broken into, and I see the bottle up there on the top shelf. Uh-huh. That's it, exactly. The, the, but I don't want to open it, and I should because I can still keep the bottle, right? It's a decoration, but it looks sure. so good sitting on my little bar that I don't ever want it to go away. See, I've got a bottle of tequila that won't open, but that was the one that uh, Emmett Smith gave us at the Super Bowl a okay, couple of years ago, right? and it's a special bottle for that. I have tried the Hiradora tequila, but that bottle is never going to close. I, I, you know, you're right. I mean, I that's a you, cool bottle. It's it? a cool bottle. I think you should open it. And hey, D, what's the name it. of that tequila? What, Something Azul. Okay. All right. Well, and it's supposed to be really good. Sure. Yeah. Ah. Okay. What did he say? He got it at a baby shower. We have these headphones oh, that's on. What he so was serving. Yes. All right. So if that's oh. what, if that's what the guy that owns the liquor store is serving, you know it's damn good. And that must have been one hell of a baby shower. Uh, yeah. I'm sure everybody had a great time, but your wife. I want to go to those baby showers. <laughs> have more babies and invite us, will you? Or just throw a party. I mean, that kid's got a one-year birthday party coming up soon. Dude, I'm telling you, I love that bottle though. It's white, right? It's got the uh-huh. bell on. It's a bell actually on top. And, yeah, it's a bell, see? And it's got little blue, uh-huh. you know, designs in it. And it's the coolest thing. So um, it, it's cool. So, But you're right about it. You know, liquor bottles, a lot of them now are decoration. They, they are. And you see that a lot with the bourbons. That yeah. People will just have, they just want them on display. They say they have them. I was, there was a bar over in Stone Oak, and a guy walked in and said, how much for the bottle? And you know, I'm sitting you know, and the the guy was like, "Well, for the whole bottle, yeah. I just I don't even want to drink it. I just want to I I want to buy what's left in that bottle so I can have that bottle for my collection." And it ended up because you know you're talking about per pour at a bar, right? And I want to say the guy spent like five or six hundred bucks. And he probably just could have come here to Texas Cheer Liquor and gotten the same thing for about a, a third of the price. I don't know about a third, maybe a half. A I mean, half, you know, I because know. some of those bourbons, they're, they're it's 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 like a market. It's it's like you've got the Michael Jordan rookie card, or you've got right, this right. card, or you know, one day it might be two hundred dollars for that bottle of Blanton's. Today it might be two ninety nine. Well, you that's know? true. Now, if you come to Texas Cheer and you're a part of the program that they have, then it might be eighty nine. You know, so I mean, if you're a regular customer and and you and, and you know the secret handshake, then you're going to save money. I mean, that's kind of what it boils down to. I think to. there's a, there's a punch card, right? You got to come in 20 times at least before they you get the secret handshake. Yeah, if if you're a regular customer, they <laughs> they uh, they show customer appreciation. If you're a one-off saying, "Well, they got the Blantons, I'm going to go get it," then you're paying sticker. Well, yeah, that, and that's okay. I mean, because anybody that likes Blantons. It's hard to find, mm-hmm. and so that's why I was so impressed that they they actually have it here, and they're getting some in next week. So if you're looking for Blantons and you can't find it, they're going to have it here next week. Yeah, Thursday. 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 Well, maybe before that. Well, I'm just giving us enough time to get here. <laughs> well, well, we've already been told they're going to put that behind the counter, right? You know, with our names on it. I, 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 I just. I, you know, when they uh, when it comes in, you know it's 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 like when you know you know it's your birthday when you were a kid and you know grandma sending the check with uh, the yeah, well, card absolutely. with yeah, money yeah. and you're going to check the mail every day as soon as you see the mail guy. You know when if you tell everybody that they're going to get the order of Blanton's here on Wednesday, they're all going to be waiting in the parking lot, and Good. then it makes it a little bit harder for the guy 
that go, oh, yeah, I forgot to pull those two bottles because, you know, oh, I told the guy to save it, and then they didn't. Look at that face. That's about as honest a face as I've ever seen. Yeah, but he won't be here. And the other guy is going to say, oh, yeah, I lost the sticky note. I mean, that's why why I can tell you for sure it will be here Thursday maybe. Okay, it will be here Thursday maybe. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. No, this is a cool place. It's my first time here, and uh, it won't be my last for sure. This is – this is a great place to come in. And everybody's so friendly here, too, and helps out. And, again, we got free samples. We've got sake margaritas going over there. You're excited about those. Well, I've, I've got to take a bottle of that sake because uh, Maggie loves yeah. sake. Yeah. Yeah, so she's going to expect that. Yes, she is. She is, so. And, I've got to do that. And again, you think about, you know, get the samples and then get on an airplane, go to Vegas. To be in Vegas this weekend for the AFC NFC Championship. That's yes. pretty cool. That is that is very, very cool. Speaking of betting mm-hmm. and gambling, yes. I will be. Yes. So when when we make our picks here in a moment, you'll know that I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I don't know that. No, you do I, know I, that. I mean, unless you post photos. Of- I will post photos of the ticket. All right. As soon as I purchase or, or put my money down and I get the ticket, I'm going to snap a picture. I'll put it out on all the socials, and uh, you can see that I'm not lying to you. Uh, absolutely. And, again, sure. Um, <laughs> that, I mean, there, now, now, again, I mean, you, you look at the line, and whatever book you end up uh, at this weekend, whatever that line is, versus winning outright and they're you know two different things so what you tell us right now is just straight up win although we can go against the spread too and we'll start with the kansas city game last i looked it was chiefs by seven and a half i think the chiefs win but i would put my money on the Bengals. i think that will be one of those high scoring yet close games at the end well i want to look because a lot of people are are like you right so Uh they're taking they they all like cincinnati to cover so, which means the line is going to come down. So, when I, I'm hoping when I get to Vegas, that line's at about six, six and a half. Then I'm all over Kansas City. Because look, Cincinnati's the uh, the hot pick, right? They're the they're the cool kid on the block, the new kid on the block. Everybody loves them. Joe Cool, the quarterback. Uh, Jamar Chase, the wide receiver. Everybody yep. thinks they're. Look, dude. Burrow got sacked nine times last week. Yeah, and if not for Ryan Tannehill having his head up his behind, <laughs> Tennessee wins that game. True. Okay, and they wouldn't even be there. So Patrick Mahomes is not Ryan Tannehill. But He's not going to make those same mistakes. That defensive front of Kansas City is not the same as Tennessee's. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs to cover a seven-point spread. They seven. win by ten. They, they win by ten. They win right. by ten. I, and, and you look at that. Uh, what I hear this morning on Greeny, teams that played in the divisional game that went to overtime are 7-18 and 18 in the championship games. Well, that's the only thing that worries me, oh, right, is that Kansas City is emotional, uh-huh. right? They had an emotional win last week, and so the emotions, but it's going to take them a minute to get started. But once they get started, they will handle Cincinnati. I, I hate to burst everybody's bubble that thinks Cincinnati is all of a sudden the greatest thing since sliced bread, but they're going to lose, and they're going to lose by double digits to the Kansas City Chiefs this Sunday. You know, and I could see it being a – 41-28 kind of game where Kansas City pulls away late. Tyreek Hill does what he does. But 
I also am not going to be surprised that when Tyree Kill is running in for a touchdown and gives somebody a peace sign that he's going to get flagged this time and that touchdown isn't going to count. Because in reality, and by the letter of the law, that touchdown shouldn't have counted last week against the Buffalo Bills. Well, Joe Burrow's touchdown against the Raiders shouldn't have counted either because the inadvertent whistle went sure. through. So, look, it all plays out in the wash, Jason, okay? There's there's calls here and there that that happens to, and, you know, you just got to live with it. So, um, you know, and we'll debate all of that stuff right here and that's why i like it and it's controversial and it's all good so you look at the game that the chiefs played against the cincinnati Bengals uh not long ago uh the Bengals won 34 31 and you look at the numbers in that game burrow threw for 446 and four touchdowns in that game chase had 266 yards and three touchdowns that's i mean and and this was just a couple of weeks ago. This wasn't early in the season when Kansas City was trying to figure it out. They had it figured out, and if I remember right, they had a big lead in that game. I'm trying to see if this has a score by quarter as I pull up the uh, uh, the notes from that game. But it's one of those games where if Cincinnati gets on a roll, they're going to be there, especially if the Honey Badger is still having some issues after the concussion. But they've already shown they can't cover these guys. And Cincinnati can still run the ball with Mixon. I think it's going to be a hell of an entertaining game, similar to what you saw Buffalo entertainment-wise, just the styles are so different. Well, so you're saying that Cincinnati is as good as Buffalo? Is that what you're telling me? I did not say that. Well, I, I said you said it's, it's going to be a similar game. An entertaining game. Entertaining game. Like what we just saw last week. I don't believe that Cincinnati is ready just yet. And I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have his way against that Bengals defense. They're going to put up a lot of points, and I just don't believe that Cincinnati is going to be able to match that. And and, and they'll win. Right now, the current spread is seven. So it's already okay. come down a, a hook, right? Yeah. So, And I think it will come down at least another half a point. And certainly... I take it as seven right now. If Kansas City can keep it close, or excuse me, if Cincinnati can keep it close, they've got a cocky enough kicker to win it at the end. (laughs) But, again, you look at 13 seconds, Cincinnati can't celebrate. I I, I mean, just the idea of what you saw last week, but Cincinnati's playoff games, 19-16 and 26-19, you know, can their defense hold Kansas City, I'm not going to say under 20 because that's ridiculous, but if they can hold them under 30, they're going to have a chance to win that game. Well, the Buffalo Bills couldn't hold them under 30, and they were the number one defense in the NFL. (laughs) So you're talking about the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. You're not comparing apples to apples there. One is much better than the other, especially when it comes to, to defense. And as much as I like Joe Burrow, he's not Josh Allen. He cannot do the same things that Josh Allen did, and so that's why I like Kansas City. And again, I think maybe it's a slow start for the Chiefs because, you know, let's face it, that was a very emotional football game uh, that they played against Buffalo. So I think they pull it out in the end, and they're going to cover that spread. So you like Kansas City outright and against the spread. Yes. I, I, I think Cincinnati covers the 7.5. Because I could uh, thirty-eight, well, thirty-one. Seven now. Well, it's seven now. But you know, if if I'm if I'm in Vegas, when you call me and say I'm in line, what do you want? And I give you that current number. Uh, well, are you gonna hand me some money before I leave, or what? You got me. I'm good for it. <laughs> I, I'm good for it. 
I always hated people that did that. No. Hey, you're going to Vegas. Hey, here's twenty bucks. Put it on the dice table for me. I'm sure. like, okay, yeah, you lost. Yeah, Thanks. I always say, well, sorry, you lost. Yeah. That was- <laughs> exactly. But I do want my ticket. Oh, uh, no, but and, and, and but I really want Kansas City because I think the Kansas City and uh, Chiefs against the Los Angeles Rams is going to be one hell of a Super Bowl. Yeah, and I'm I'm going for the best Super Bowl matchup, and I know I'm just showing my hand there because. There's all this talk about San Francisco and winning a third time. And, again, the last line I saw there was by three and a half. I think the Rams win it by a field goal. I would take San Francisco uh, at three and a half, but I do think the Rams win the game, and they're going to play in the Super Bowl in their own building. See, this one hasn't changed all week. It's pretty much been three and a half all week, and and according to this particular website, that's exactly what it is right now. Um, So, you know, the... That's a scary game, Jason. I'll be honest with you, but I'm the same way with you. I would prefer to see Kansas City and Los Angeles play in the Super Bowl. I think there would be a very entertaining Super Bowl. You're going to have some good storylines with Matthew Stafford, who has resurrected himself from living in hell for the last ten years in Detroit. <laughs> and so I, I just think that you know he's he's got an opportunity, and I would really like to see him get to the Super Bowl and have that opportunity to win. However, saying that. They haven't beaten San Francisco in the last six tries. Yeah. That's kind of weird. That's weird. It's hard to even go, what what do you say about that? And, And again, San Francisco is like the cockroach that won't die. That's right? true. I, I mean, they, they, they really are. And they play that way. Yeah. They're, they're tough. They're physical. You know, Garoppolo... It's not like he was great the other day, but when he needed to be big in a moment, he was. Yet you still don't even feel like that guy's the future of the 49ers when it comes to the quarterback play. Here's a guy that has been in one Super Bowl and now in another NFC championship game, and hell, could take his team to a second Super Bowl, and they want to get rid of him. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's ridiculous, but then you also look at his production and says, well, I understand why you don't want to stay married to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Rumor has it. That he'll be traded in the offseason, regardless of what happens with this. So, so we'll have to uh, we'll have to wait and see. But I just think that that's a scary game, and that one, honestly, Jason, scares me more than the Kansas City Cincinnati game. Yeah, I, I could certainly see that in the sense of <sighs> San Francisco can ugly this thing up enough right. and end up with a win. Yeah, and that would suck. That would suck. It really would. And you can't trust Los Angeles to protect a lead. Obviously, they blew a 17-point lead against San Francisco, what, two, three weeks ago? Mm-hmm. And then they blew a big lead against Tampa Bay just last week. Doing stupid stuff. Right. I, I mean, just dumb football. The acres, the snap. I mean, all of that. And you almost wonder if, not if, when they get the big lead, do you just... I don't know, run the most basic things, use as much clock and punt. I mean, if you get a three-score lead, if they're up 17 on San Francisco again, is that when you literally put it in neutral and just try to coast? Because, you know, they blew that game with with the same dumb stuff, trying to stay aggressive. Well, when you get aggressive uh, and, and and obviously you've lost a little bit of focus and that team seems to have that issue, they had all those dumb turnovers. I, 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 as bad as it sounds, all of a sudden, you know, run the wing tee. 
all of a sudden, you know, just do do something to just bleed clock and end the game sooner. Well, part of that they tried to do, though, Jason, and Cam Akers couldn't hang on to the football. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see who handles the football this weekend if the Rams get a lead and they want to try to run some clock. Is it going to be Sony Michelle or is it going to be Cam Akers? Because, I mean, right now I, I would be a little bit nervous about Cam Akers touching that football in a in a situation where you needed him to hang on to it. Well, I mean, you got to trust him. He's your guy. And what Sony Michelle have like, two or three carries? Yeah, he didn't have he... many, and I, I was I was actually surprised by that. But you know, Cam Akers is, is is you're right. He's the guy. He's the guy that they want to carry the football. So we'll see what happens. But we didn't pick that game. Did you pick it? Yeah, Rams to win, San Francisco to cover. Oh. Rams by three. So you're liking both dogs to cover. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm going to go just the opposite then. I think the Rams the Rams take this thing and they cover the three-and-a-half-point spread. So we disagree on both. Just give me 100 bucks now and save it in Vegas. No, I wouldn't do that. You give me 100 bucks and, and save it for Vegas. <laughs> yeah, that, that made zero sense, Ryan Egg. Well, of course. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll see. Although we both have the Rams and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Yes, it? we do. That's the ultimate goal because that would be a spectacular matchup. And we'll be there covering it all beginning uh, a week Next from week, Monday. A week from Monday. Wow. Our Super Bowl, or excuse me, our big game coverage. <laughs> Live from L.A., brought to you by A.A. Best Bail Bonds, starting at next Monday from the L.A. Convention Center as we get ready for the week. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 94.5 FM. I'm Jason Minix. He is Joe Ryanago. We're live out at Texas Cheer Liquor number 4 over on Palo Alto Road. Get your weekend started right. Come hang out with us here at Texas Cheer. they got everything you need for your weekend, sampling lots of bourbons, including Blanton's. So come by and see us here at Texas Cheer Liquor number 4 on Palo Alto. We are here until 7 o'clock tonight. The thing I want to clear up is that the idea of mine being uh, twisting in the wind just wasn't the case at all. We were sitting there trying to keep Dan Quinn and trying to... uh, maintain continuity on our coaching staff. That was Jerry Jones, Cowboys owner, who uh, sporadically woke up this morning and decided he wanted to call in the 105.3 The Fan. Talked with them. You heard the interview. We played some cuts to help dissect it. Our buddy John Mashoda from The Athletic. John, what'd you make of Jerry's phone call to The Fan this morning? I think my favorite part is while it's going on, uh, friends of mine in the business who cover other teams. Ed Porter? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> texting me going, man, you have a wild beat over there. Like, I cannot believe the owner just hopped I'm like, yeah, yeah this is kind of how it is here. You know, like, you know, you think this weekend would just all be about these four teams that are still playing, you know, that still still uh, have a chance to win the Super Bowl. But no, you know, uh, yeah, I, I'll say this. I mean, I'm just a stupid sports writer, but I, I, didn't, I have a hard time connecting the dots behind. If you could have just said that Mike McCarthy's your head coach, that doesn't have any impact on what other teams are going to do with Dan Quinn. Like, that, <laughs> I'm not, I understand that you didn't want to sit there and sound like you were just thrilled with the coaching staff because obviously you weren't. I mean, believe me, you know, actions speak louder than words, and, and the way Jerry looked. Uh, walking out of that locker room told me like I knew he was angry after the game but I also there's only so much he can do in terms of the coaching staff like I'm not one of these people that 
you know, do I think that he should just fire Mike McCarthy and just start over new and go hire Brian Dable? Like, it looks like the Giants are just doing. No, no, no. I don't. I don't do that. I, I, I do think that Dan Quinn, uh, if if that was something that you were considering, that you were considering him to be your head coach, I can understand that. I think Dan Quinn is would make a heck of a head coach, and and I certainly have seen firsthand how the players play for him. But so is that what Jerry's inferring that he he didn't he didn't want other teams to to come after Dan Quinn because. He wanted him to think that he was going to hire Dan Quinn. That makes no sense. Uh, the whole way, like, you can, again, actions speak louder than words, and you can interpret it whatever way you want. This is how I interpret it. Dan Quinn clearly was interested in a head coaching job. I don't think he was going to just take any head coaching job. Didn't seem like he had very much interest in the Jacksonville job, for an example. Um, but if Dan Quinn had a chance to be the Denver Broncos head coach, they clearly they, they interviewed him twice. He was one of the finalists or the Chicago Bears, and I believe even the Giants, I think he takes those jobs. I don't buy that Jerry talked him out of one of those jobs. I think that those jobs were filled, and, I mean, look at how fast this news came down. It was right after the Denver job got filled, and then shortly after it, you know, the news started to surface that the Bears were going with Matt Eberflus. So all that left was the Giants, which were Dan Quinn's childhood, you know, favorite team. That's who he grew up rooting for, and certainly that would have been interesting, but when I hear John Mara talking the other day about how they're keeping Daniel Jones and they need to fix him, I mean, he could have just said right there they were going to hire Brian Dable. I mean, that just, that, that's what you're going to do. You're not going to bring in a defensive coach. If, if you're stuck with Daniel Jones, you're going to bring in the best offensive coach that you possibly can. And obviously what Brian Dable's done in Buffalo, that makes sense. So anyway, I'm, I'm going too long on this answer, but basically what I'm getting at is <laughs> I think that the job that Dan Quinn really wanted weren't there. Or, or they, they, they got filled by other people. And so, he, hey, it's not bad to go and be the Dallas Cowboys defense coordinator for another year. And then the next cycle next year, we all know there's going to be more jobs like this. He's right back in the mix again as long as the defense looks as good as it did, if not better, this year. Well, and, John, you got to wonder, I mean, the Dallas Cowboys could have an opening next year, too. I mean, depending on what happens with the year. And, because, you know, those rumors aren't going to go away. The first time Mike McCarthy, you know, they lose two games in a row or they look bad on this. I mean, those rumors are going to start flying again. You know he's going to be on the hot seat this year. So I, is there a chance that Jerry, with a wink and a nod, might have said, hey, Dan, um, you know, maybe your new head coaching job just might be here. I mean, I'm sure after the fact, but I, I just put myself in those those positions. I'm not taking a wink and a nod from anybody because that stuff can change in a second. And 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 if you're if you're Dan Quinn, even on a wink and a nod, I mean, you don't even have to be Dan Quinn. Everybody knows that if things don't go well with with Jerry Joe, I mean, with Mike McCarthy, number one on his list is going to be Sean Payton next year. At yes, time. yeah, so yes. No matter how many winks and guns he gives you, that stuff doesn't hold any weight. If I get a chance to be a head coach for a team, and it's, a, and it's an organization that I feel really good about, like he must have felt about Denver, Chicago, New York, then I'm taking one of those. I might never get another one of those opportunities again to coach one of those teams. So, yeah, that might have been said, and, and, and Dan probably knows that, hey, if things don't go well, maybe that, you know, the scenario you just painted, maybe that does fit for him. But now that, now that Sean Payton is allegedly going to the TV booth, uh, you know, we all know those those it's not going anywhere. And, and, and in terms of, you know, you mentioned Mike McCarthy, if, if things start out not, not going so well, I'm telling you, I feel like Mike McCarthy next year is going into the exact same thing Jason Garrett did in 2019. Actually, I shouldn't say exact same because Jason Garrett was in the final year of his contract, but I think the expectations are the same. It's going to be like, hey, this is it. Show me something or, or we're moving on.
Super Bowl or bust when it comes to Mike McCarthy. It feels that way as we visit with John Mashota from The Athletic here on the Blitz. And speaking of McCarthy and, you know, Kellen Moore clearly doesn't appear to be uh, in line to get one of the head coaching jobs that he is interviewed for. But I did think it was interesting this morning that Jerry said absolutely Mike McCarthy would be more involved with the offense next year. Do you think that means more than he was this year, like play calling, or just, yeah, he's involved, he's the head coach, as Jerry says, that's what he do? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think it'll be play calling. It just Mike's made it clear from the first day he, he, he spoke with us after taking the job that whoever he wanted, whoever was going to be uh, installing the offense would be the one that's calling it. And I don't get the sense that Mike McCarthy really wants to install the offense. It just I've never gotten that vibe from him. Uh, I think he wants to have an offensive coordinator. Uh, now, what, what Jerry said today, I could see that being one of those things where, yeah, be more hands-on, speak up a little bit more, things like that. But, it, I mean, I hear that stuff, and I'm just kind of like, I don't know why that needs to be said now. That could have been said after week one, code two, three, four, five, six. There was a bye week, seven, eight. I mean, there's just there that could have been said a long time ago. Hey, Mike, you know, we know you won a Super Bowl and you were calling offensive plays. Why don't you step in here and, and speak up a little bit more? I find it hard to believe that that wasn't mentioned before. So, you know, a lot of stuff on the radio today, I, it's just kind of one of those things where – and then even with the Kellen Moore thing, it's just kind of like, okay, you said that you didn't want to – talk at all and say anything about job security because you don't want Dan Quinn to get away. Well, you're talking right now and Kellen Moore could still get a head coaching job. I mean, obviously it doesn't look like that's going to happen. That's the direction's not going, but it's like, it just doesn't make sense that you would jump on the radio this morning when it's not like Kellen Moore has been locked back in and he said he expects Kellen to be back and he wants Kellen to be back. So I think Jerry, what he wanted to do is he wanted to clear up the rumors about Mike McCarthy, but then he also wanted to spin and, and, and sell some hope because that's what he does. And, and so he was trying to sell that hope with, look, we got Dan Quinn's coming back, guys. Dan Quinn's coming back. And, 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 and I'm afraid that that's just not enough for the fan base. I, I just I don't see how the fan base hears that and doesn't go, yeah, I know. Well, he was here last year. Like, how, do, how is that going to make us significantly better this upcoming year if you're not making any other changes, you know? So uh, I think he wanted to try and pump some sunshine. I just don't know how many people are buying it right now. You know, John, having said all of that, and we've been talking obviously a lot about the coaching staff, Mike McCarthy and, and Dan Quinn, but the Cowboys have a lot of free agents that they've got to deal with this offseason. Um, how, how do you see all of that playing out? And do you think this team is going to look significantly different than the one we that just ended the season a couple of weeks ago? I don't think it'll look significantly different because you're still going to have several of your key members on the offensive line, even if you add a key piece early in the draft. You know, Dak Prescott's obviously this organization. Ezekiel Elliott's going anywhere. C.D. Land's not going anywhere. So offensively, a lot of key pieces there. Your defense, the face of it now is Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, going anywhere. Uh, so something has to be done with Rain Gregory, and there's still, you know, could still be something known with the Marcus Lawrence's contract. I mean, I think Demarcus Lawrence will be back. But there's no, I mean, that's not a guarantee right now. They could, they could ultimately sit down and decide, hey, you know what, we we need to cut him. We need to save some money here and and spend it somewhere else. I don't think that that's a great move, but it's a possibility. So, the Randy Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence, I'd be surprised if both of them are on the team next year. I think it will probably be one of those. And then you'll probably have to fill that spot with somebody else, whether it be a cheap free agent or, or investing in the draft. Um, but uh, uh, when you mentioned free agency, one of the key moves, though, I do think could be impacted by get, making sure that Dan Quinn is back is that it certainly lines yourself up better with your chances of getting J. Ron Kirst to resign because he was one of your most valuable defensive players. He was a key member of this team. He was on a one-year deal. 
and he far exceeded what your expectations were of him, and he had a career year. And so if they're willing to offer him something decent, I could see him resigning because nobody in his time in the NFL has used him as well as Dan Quinn did. And he had a defined role, and he was the vocal leaders and faces of the defense. Uh, that definitely helps his chances of being resigned. And if they can bring him back, that, that would be big. John Mashota from The Athletic joining us here on the Blitz. John, I, I was a little surprised that Dak did not win Comeback Player of the Year from the Pro Football Writers Association. That went to Joe Burrow. Uh, were you surprised at that? I'm not, no. Uh, it, it's kind of interesting because about halfway through the season, it was like this isn't why this isn't even a race. Like Just give the, the Dak the award now. And it's nothing against really Dak. I mean, yeah, he didn't play his best ball down the, the, the back end of, of the season, but it's just Joe Burrow has just gone on, on another level. And, uh, you know, having that back-to-back 400-yard game, getting him in the playoffs, and then certainly what he's done since he's been in the playoffs. Now, I don't. I think the vote was over at the end of the regular season, so I guess the playoffs wouldn't count in that. But I'm not surprised by it because if you follow what the Bengals have done, I mean, oh, yeah. they're not doing oh, any of that incredible. without Joe Burrow. It's it's yeah. incredible. Who who's who's going to be in the Super Bowl, John? You know, I think it's going to be the Rams and Chiefs. I, I just I think I really feel like last last week was the NFC and AFC championship games. I, I just I guess maybe I I, I, I maybe I'll stop d- doubting Jimmy Garoppolo and the Forty ers if they beat the Rams. But first of all, I just don't. I mean, how many times the Forty ers have won? Eventually, the Rams. I just think the Rams are a better team. They're healthier right now. Matthew Stafford's playing well. Uh, so I think the Rams getting by the box. I think that that was that that set them up perfectly in the NFC and then in the AFC. I just think Patrick Mahomes is going to be too much playing at home. Uh, just the way he the way he is in these big moments. Like Joe Burrow's been great, but I, I mean I just think that the uh, I think that the uh, the Disney story comes to an end. Well, John, I tell you what, I, I think you need a raise because of all the guys, and your friend said it today, the Cowboys season never really ends, right? I mean, you're going to be working. You work 365, I'm telling you. So you need to go ask for a raise, my friend. <laughs> you know, it's interesting to say, like, I'm fine with it. Like, I genuinely enjoy covering this team because there's always stuff going on. Like, I, I, do, I do enjoy the job. The one thing I'll say, though, about this offseason compared to others is that generally when you – the way that I get the sense of from the fan base, and rightfully so, the way they feel right now, it's – the 12-win season is just like doesn't even matter to them now. And typically when you're at the level of disappointment the fan base is, you at least can go into the draft and be like, hey, we got a top five pick or, you know, even top ten pick. We can build through this draft or whatever. Like, now you go to the draft, you're not picking until 24th. Like – the odds that you're going to get this, like, you know, you're not probably not finding another Micah Parsons or Trayvon Diggs immediately uh, in this draft. It just, and you know, you're not going to spend in free agency. It just, I sit here with this job thinking, like, what has got, what is going to get Cowboys fans excited going into next year <laughs> into, into training camp? Like, there's not going to be a lot of changes. Like, I guess Micah Parsons could in, improve on what he did, but he was so good already. I don't know how much more he can improve. Like, I don't know. It just, this is just such a weird, weird off season because they had a pretty good season but the way it ended it makes you think like yeah are you really excited for next season after watching this well you would be if i don't know sean payton was the coach (laughs) (laughs) you answered the question and don't think for a second that 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 jerry didn't think that either and that's absolutely what would why would jerry say any of that now but i find it i find it interesting that you know he says he hasn't talked to sean and and whatever (laughs) but i feel like if there was really like Sean was really interested in the Cowboys job and, 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 and he didn't want to do TV or he didn't want to take a year away. 
I, I think we might be talking about different stuff today, but because he didn't and he, or he's not interested in it right now and he, and he does appear to want to take a year away, I think that's why everything heads in this direction. I think that's why you get Jerry Jones to come on the radio today uh, because if Sean Payton wants that Cowboys job, I just I find it very hard to believe that Jerry Jones is saying, nope, we got our coaching staff, we're good. Thank you, Sean. But maybe after a week of unemployment, Sean will realize he does want to coach. And Jerry went on the radio today, so he's going to steal all the headlines away from the AFC-NFC championship game. What does he say the Friday before the Super Bowl? To <laughs> he's got to uh, Exactly. I mean, you, you, and it's the Cowboys. You never know. You know how you get John Arrays? You subscribe to The Athletic. Okay, and that's absolutely. What you need Already to do. Done. And you should, because the coverage is worth every penny, and it's not a lot of pennies. It's fantastic. John, enjoy the weekend, man. You got plenty to write about over the weekend now. You guys do the same. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. John Mashoda on Twitter at John Mashoda, J O N, no H in John. The Dallas Cowboys, the gift that keeps on giving year round. Well, and again, you think about Sean Payton, where he stands. You heard what he said on Dan Patrick. If you didn't, we'll tell you. But it certainly sounded like he was talking directly to Jerry on one of those points. It's like an interview. What would you do in this situation? Uh, we'll hear from Sean Payton coming up. Rudy J is in the building here at Texas Cheer Liquor number 4 down on Palo Alto. He's going to jump on with us as well after he's done sampling that uh well, the rest of that bottle of blanks. Oh, no. Uh, no, he's just looking at the bottle now. He's None. making his selections None. for later. None of, of, of that is actually going to get in there. Everything's bigger in Texas. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250, 94.5 FM. I'm Jason Minix. He is Joe Ryan Eagle. We're live out at Texas Cheer Liquor Number Four down on Palo Alto, right by the Walmart down here. E- easy, easy to find. Joe, uh, we're sampling lots of uh, alcohol out here. When I say we, you as the customers, when you come in, there's plenty of free samples. And, uh, yeah, and there's be- a lot of people here. There, there are. Although uh, Noah Escamilla on Twitter tweets at Joe Ken's Five at Jason Minix. Joe. You must be drinking too much at Texas Cheer saying Joe Burrow isn't Josh Allen. Joe had an MVP caliber season. Was he talking about Joe Burrow or Joe Reinagle? Uh Joe Reinagle did not have an MVP caliber I think Joe Reinagle did have an MVP type season. I, I don't know that, but look, I get it. Joe Burrow Joe Burrow did well. But I'm asking you, Jason Minix, you have a choice. Josh Joe Allen. Joe Burrow, jo- right. Yeah. Okay? I mean I'm just saying, I like Joe Burrow, but I don't think he is Josh Allen just yet. Well, then, uh, uh, the run game alone. Right. I, I mean, he just has such a, a different element. I hope long-term Josh Allen can continue. Yeah. And look, Brian Dayball just took the head coaching job with the New York Giants. Yo, we'll see who the Bills replace him with, but it'll be interesting to see what uh, Josh Allen does with another OC coming in. I mean, we, we, we will find out. And again, I, I think so much. I mean, OC, quarterback, coach, all the different things there. If you got talent, you're going to make it work. Right, right. One of the things that, you know, Kellen Moore kept his job. Jerry wanted to make sure there was consistency within the offense, and Kellen went from Dak's backup to uh, Dak's coach. Well, right? Uh, then you look at. Sean Payton. All the rumors about Sean Payton. If Sean Payton were the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, I would expect him to call the plays. 
That that is what Sean does. That's what he does. Uh, Sean announced his retirement. The immediate rumors about being the head coach of the Cowboys. He was on with Dan Patrick, and Dan Patrick set him up. You know, like if you get into broadcasting and say you're an analyst, you've got to learn to talk in, ironically, 14, 15 second bites. Sure. Right. Right. And at one point, Sean did said something talking and like. And, and but then even Sean says, "Hey, ask me about the Cowboys and what I would have done." <laughs> and so Dan Patrick said, "Well, what would you have done if you were the Cowboys head coach?" Well, look, they're trying to get in field. They're trying to get in touchdown range, and they ran a draw. We typically would throw a pass and down, down. Ultimately, I think two further, two more steps for for Dak. Uh, he's got to slide a little quicker. He's up. Ball has to go to the umpire. Then let's go. Um, we can never hand the ball to the center. Jerry, never hand the ball to the center. Mike McCarthy, four days later, that's how we practice it. You hand the ball to the center. And he t- I, I mean, like everybody knows Mike McCarthy was wrong in that situation, but Mike McCarthy, I kind of felt like Sean Payton was saying, Jerry, you listening? This is the first part of the interview. Jay, well, Jerry knows what should have happened there i i we mean hope. everybody knows jerry's a smart guy you saw him today he stole the show we're talking about jerry jones and the dallas cowboys and they are long since gone from the playoffs but we're still talking about them because of jerry jones jones knows and again john Mashota said who was on with us just last segment said if sean payton was interested in that job then he would be the head coach today and mike mccarthy would be gone now as we sit right now Sean Payton tells Dan Patrick that at least two teams have already reached out. He's not interested right now. He's a little burnt out. Mickey, who's a dear friend, uh, our, our GM and I spoke for an hour and a half. Um, this, was the, this was right after the season ended, so this is, you know, the week prior to the wild card round. He was good. I mean, he understood it. We've been together, two of us, 16 years. Mrs. Benson was the one that really w- was – adamant you know that i take a week away and and um and don't give her an early decision um and then outside of that you know dennis lausher our president the same way um you know both my kids were were all ears you know they really wanted to be supportive and and you know they, they there's a you know, we it's we've heard burnout before i i don't know that it's that but it, it, when you're someplace for 16 years 15 seasons um you know, over a period of time that you're you're uh, you're almost ready for another challenge, and you don't know. The thing about it is that there was a week or two leading up to this, and then at the at the point where I stepped away, there was this discussion that hey, he's going to go into TV, and I'd like to do that, and yet I hadn't heard from anybody. You know, you know there was this. Well, he's already done, and I'm like. <laughs> Ouch. Kind of hard to go in if nobody's asking you to come in, no one's, Sean. No one's asking. So. <laughs> I, I still don't know that I believe that, but if you're looking for a new challenge, the Dallas Cowboys are it. Well, they're a challenge, but he keeps talking about TV, and I just don't know. The thought of tuning in Sunday, I can't wait to listen to Sean Payton and what he has to say. I mean, he's just not that guy that, you know, that I'd want to tune in and listen y- to. You know, I, I didn't know that Tony Romo was going to be that guy. I, I, you yeah, know, you did. I, I, uh, dude, I'm a homosexual. Maybe I did, but I don't think the rest of them are. Come on. Did, right? I, I mean, but, but again, I don't watch games because of the announcers. 
You know, we are so long past the days of a Keith Jackson or a John Madden or a Pat Summerall. You know, I don't know how many people go, well, you know what? Joe Buck and Troy aren't calling this game. I'm going to turn the sound down and turn up Brad Sham. I mean, you're going to watch the game, and the announcer is the announcer. You know, I mean, do you ever go, where's Gus Johnson calling a game today? I'm going to go find that one. I'm watching that game only because I want to hear Gus Johnson. I don't know that we have that announcer right now. I'm watching Gus Johnson because I like Gus Johnson. I think he's exciting, man. Yeah. But what, look, Sean Payton's not going to be in the booth anyway. He's going to be in the pregame and halftime show. All right? so But that's what I'm talking about. When I watch that Fox pregame show, it's exciting. I, I look forward to watching that well, thing. Well, it's because it's all the sleepy old men over on the CBS morning show. Well, exactly. <laughs> and, and you're exactly right. And, and that's true. And so... I mean, I have a choice when I watch. When I want to watch a pregame show, I'm tuning to Fox. And it's kind of like the ESPN show or the the Good Morning Football or Game Day Foot, whatever they call on the NFL Network with Mooch and Michael Irvin and those guys. And I, I bounce around to all of them except for CBS. Yeah, I, CBS I, I needs mean, some help. Boomer and Phil and Bill <sighs> and, you know, I just that, – that one does yeah. absolutely nothing for me. Nothing. 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 Me either. You're not hurting my feelings. I, I You're looking at me like, Joe, I, I don't want to hurt your feelings, I don't but hurt, I'm speaking the truth. I don't want to hurt your feelings. I agree with a you. A month before your retirement from CBS. <laughs> I totally agree that with morning, you. That morning, that football get-ready show was just awful. It's terrible. The whole thing is, is bad. It's not good. So It's going to be interesting to see what happens. But Sean Payton is not going to help. That's my point. Well, Sean Payton's not going to CBS. No, how do you know? Fox makes the most sense because he's an NFC He's coach. not going to Fox? Who are you going to get rid of? I think they just build a bigger desk. No, they don't. I mean, to have him and Bradshaw arguing? Terry Bradshaw's I mean, ego is too big. I mean, he might have to come up with another reality show. Hell, he's giving away all his money. You know he's not going to quit. <laughs> <laughs> he's making money, I yeah. promise you. Yeah, that that he is doing. Uh, Rudy J is in the building Dude, here Dude, he walked Texas. in here like royalty. Here. He is, man. He owns the place. It was like it was like Troy Aikman walked in here. I'm he, telling you. He acts like he owns the place anyway. <laughs> Rudy J will join us coming up in a couple of minutes here on the Blitz Live at Texas Cheer Liquor number four. Joe Reinagle, Jason Minix, the Blitz. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 94.5 FM. I'm Jason Minix. He is Rudy J. Yes, sir. What's up, man? What's going on? I can't call it, you, you, my, uh, my uh, uncles would say. I, I, your, your mic seems low to me. Is, is it low, low to you? Uh, maybe I just yeah, I mean, don't yell. We, 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 we've, we, we, well, I mean, you're following Ryan Eagle. I mean, you know, yeah. it's like a hockey line change, man. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's the second line shift is in. Six to seven. What's up? How y'all doing? No, we're fantastic, man. I mean, you know, we're out here at Texas Cheer Liquor, number four. Why are you drinking water? Palo Alto because I'm working. Don't give me that, I'm, man. I'm working. Dude, nobody, we're not even on StreamYard. Have I, a drink. I, 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 we're working. Okay. Hey, y'all. See, I'm actually clocked you, out. Yeah, You know, you see, and you know how great Shelton is. You know, Shelton is a stickler. Yeah, he'll turn you in. He's got photos. There's people here, you know. I mean, you know, and and the fact that your diet coke kind of looks like Blanton. See, he might set you up no, and no, try to blackmail you. This at some is sweet point. tea. <laughs> it, it, this is sweet well, tea. Well, and and I know because they've got and they actually carry here the uh, Gold Peak sweet tea. 
if if yeah. you if you want to get it to go, which is which is fantastic, and it, it kind of resembles Blanton. So yeah, you, made you know, me, that's part what of was it. Was that y'all made me drink? What I didn't make you drink anything. I was, I was told that until he wouldn't give me any bourbon until I tried the strawberry cream. Oh, that's moonshine. Ryan, that's that's Ryan Eagle's drink. You know, Ryan Eagle on his way to the airport, dude. Thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you yeah, know where man. to put the money. Send me the tickets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Rock star. Oh, he is. He, he is. Star. He is a rock star. And the, and the sake that they're trying. Did you try that? It was good. Yeah, it was really good. Out of. Out of the Fort Dallas Fort Worth area, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of stuff coming out of the Dallas Fort Worth area. There is a lot of news coming out of the Dallas Fort Worth yeah. area too, you know. And 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 hey, D, can I talk to you about what what you were saying earlier about the airport? Are you is that public knowledge? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. All right. So I was to, I was I was today's what's the saying? I was today years today's old. Your, today I was today's years, years, old. years old when I learned. That you're allowed to take, like if you come by Texas Charity and you okay. get the little small bottles, the, the shots, uh-huh. you're allowed through TSA security, if they are in a Ziploc bag, eight shots, eight of those little not, bottles. I thought they made you pour person. it out. I've seen young ladies chugging at the security thing because they're like, Bigger Yo. bottles, but there's the smaller bottles. I did not know that was a thing. Then you realize. So eight, So I could take eight of these. You could take eight. Of, look at your whip it right out of your pocket. First Absolutely. of all, as a long, listener bought this for me. It, I didn't it, steal it, this. It, it, yeah, I think you did. I, 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 you could take eight, of those. eight of those. And I could drink them on the plane? It, well, no, hang on, hang okay. on. So in the Ziploc bag, okay, you get the, the TSA according to AD will let you through there with the Ziploc bag. They they sell the Ziploc bag here. Nice. That, that's why it's like. Man, you're Is that? Why, I was wondering why Joe had so many shots. <laughs> Is that what it was? Joe just walked out of here with about ten shots. I was like, what? What? Yeah, don't oh. tell anybody. Oh my uh, God, Joe. Uh, but uh, they were closed. But the but the. Uh, <laughs> but 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 the interesting part though is yeah, finish this when law. you get on the airplane. You know, like I fly Southwest a lot. Yeah, you missed the Southwest. They tell you you're not allowed to drink the alcohol that you may have brought. Right. And I always thought, well, if I'm at the airport bar, they don't give me that to go. So I don't know what they're talking about. So apparently that's the that's connection true. to the rule is you are allowed to take eight shots per person. And as long as it's in a Ziploc bag, I guess you just can't hand them randomly in your bag. So that's 16 if you're traveling with your wife. Yeah. So that means when she walks away, I shoot. <laughs> I shoot. Well, well, and then when she walks away again, I shoot again. Well, she she understands how math works, you know. Oh but, yeah. But but then obviously, I mean, if you buy you know a bottle of water at the at the store or a soda or whatever, you mix what you want and. Oh. You know, it's like Dude, it, it's almost like that. the airlines are like, you're not allowed to do that, wink, wink. But here's how you here's how you do it. As much as you travel, I can't believe you didn't know that. I I kind of feel I was. Uh, that's why I wanted to talk about it. I didn't know it was like that part of the secret handshake that you, you know, if you know, you know. It's like those underground clubs that you'll know about. You got to knock, and you got to have a certain knock. I don't know about those. Yeah, they have them in Austin, like the hidden bars where you got to know. Well, there, there's one. The password right downtown too. Is it? Yeah. Is it a swinger spot? A swinger spot? No. Oh, it's not one of those. Oh, it, it's just a. Look at that, Greg Shelton. He knows you. He knows he, he you. He just handed you. He just handed you sixteen bottles of Fireball. Let's just go get on a plane and go to Vegas. It leaves at eight, according to Ryan Eagle. I'm I'm down. I haven't been to Vegas in a while. I'm there in a month. Yeah, I know. You're turning forty-one. Sure, I'll go with that. Oh, I thought. <laughs> I, I'm 
being serious. Yeah, I'll go with that. Okay. I'll, I'll go with that. AD can't travel. AD? He, he got a baby. Yeah, he's got a baby. He's stuck because he normally take. he's been the – you ever you ever seen that hot tub in the middle of Iceland? He's been in that thing. You know where it's like freezing cold outside but the pool of – you've never seen that? Uh, yeah. Um, what is it called? Blue Lagoon. Blue Lagoon. You ever been in there? I have not. Uh, bucket list. I've He's, been to Greenland, but I've never been to Iceland. Was that with the Navy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to a lot of places with the Navy. Yeah, man. Never, never been to Iceland. But yeah, I didn't know that you could take shots. No, I didn't. But through, now, through TSA security. But now it makes sense why they say that in the briefing. Yeah. I was I always wondered. I was like, dude, we can't even bring liquor. Why are y'all telling us this? Yeah, because you can't. Uh, it's but you didn't know. I didn't know. And it surprises me now, knowing that that they don't sell it that way. At, I would, at, at if airport. I'm the airport, I'd sell Ziplocs full of eight shots. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I'd have them packaged, ready to go. Make and killer. again, especially if you're going to Las Vegas. You know, I don't necessarily need it coming back from Las Vegas because typically my liver is screaming at me saying, stop for a minute. Mm -hmm. I don't need, you know, drinks as much on the way back from Vegas. But going to, especially if you're getting there late, you got to feel like you've got to play a little catch up. You know, if if the, you know. Catch up for sure. Yeah, flight leaves at 8, you're landing in Vegas at 9, room by 9.30, 9.45. You need to already have a head start. So let's say I get to my gate a little early that eight ziplocs can i start drinking them at my gate okay well, yeah, okay. yeah yeah you can do it just you not want. on They're, the plane they, well they tell you don't 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 open it on the plane so you got to be sneaky if you are gotcha. and, and you know a late flight at least it's dark so you know nice i now i know and knowing is half the battle was, that know, G. I. Joe? I was today's that, year that was old G. I. when i learned that and knowing is half the battle that's exactly G. what it I. is Joe. AD is the American hero. <laughs> he's a, Dude, he's the hero he's of the day American for me. Hero. And uh, shout out to Hero Saki. Uh-huh. Because, you know, sometimes, like, we we go and spend money on drinks and we don't need to. Like, you will go and you want to look cool uh -huh. at the sushi spot and you buy all the sake. Sometimes have the sake at home, then go buy sushi. Yeah. And you cut your bill in half. Spoken like a true tight ass. Well, I mean, and, and to speak, of, I mean, I, I, I was talking about, I, I was talking about, with some heroes. I, I, I was talking about this earlier <laughs> with Ryan Eagle because you know, at the last party that I had at the house, he was like, was "Dude, all party. you offered me was beer," and I was like, "We well, didn't look around. There's plenty of alcohol over there on the one counter." You don't tell them about my stash. Well, that I, is for me. <laughs> You told me that's like, yo, Rudy, when you come over, I have liquor that I don't touch. It's for you. And then you go and tell Joe about it? Oh, no. So you have your bottle of Crown that's yours, that you okay. hide somewhere in the house <laughs> that only you know about. There's another bottle of Crown there that everybody else can drink out of, but you're so damn cheap because you brought it. You don't want to share with anybody else. <laughs> you know, if, if somebody wants Crown at my house, they can drink the Crown I bought. But the Crown that you bought is only hide for Rudy. Hide my. Dude, and, and he marks it on the bottle. No, like I so, don't. he knows no, exactly where it was, and then dates it. So, yeah. <laughs> like put a line. Yeah, on like, like here's where it is. How tall are you? Uh, exactly. I mean, you know, it just reminds me of when I was a kid, and you'd fill it back up with water. You know, it's like. And I, I wanted to thank you. Well, for, thank me. Yeah, if you let um, let Miss Minix hang out with us on Wednesday. Oh, night. She, I don't let her do anything. She, she came does what my, she wants. Yeah, she came out to my wife's fashion show. Yeah, we had a look good little time. Yep, that's I heard. We had a good time. I heard. 
She even she even bought some stuff. I know. She was like, "Yeah, I want to look nice for Jason in Vegas." I was uh, like, "Oh, yeah, he owes me that. <laughs> he owes me." Uh, you know, I mean, you know, we're all friends. We support each other. I appreciate it. You know, you'd be surprised. So you, it's not normal. <laughs> it's not normal. Friends don't always support you. Although, trust me. It's interesting though because she was talking about some of the things at the fashion show, right? And, you know, it was and, a lingerie and, line. And, 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 there was a bikini and, and, line. Well, and then she was like, no, it was for you. She kept trying to say, like, Rudy, you should get those pants for for, for L.A. Yeah, she and was you like, were looking at her like crazy. Like, you going to wear that outfit right there to the cigar party? I was like, not a chance. <laughs> well, what are you going to wear? Because I was I giving know. you some crap yesterday. So I figure I'll, I'll tell you to your face because I'm that kind of what guy. What did you say about If me? I talk about you behind your back, I'll talk about you I'll, I'll, in, in front you, of you. He does. San uh, Antonio. Jason does not have a filter. No, I do. But I don't talk about people behind their back. I appreciate it. So uh, tell me to my well, face. Well, somehow we got on the fashion. Yes. Somehow. And I'm the last person to talk about anybody's me fashion. Me too. You know? Well, no, you're a very fashionable guy. I try to. Well, sort of. I, I, and that's 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 where it was going. And again, I I'm a blue polo or half zip kind of guy. You know, if I'm man. dressing up, I take a sport coat and add it to my blue polo with my jeans <laughs> and my tennis shoes. I mean, that's that's about the extent okay. for me, right? What did you say it, about it, me? Just well, get to the point. Well, somebody brought up sweatsuits. Oh my gosh, I wear a thousand. That's all I wear. And you wear a lot, and you were wearing one yesterday. And and as I say, Rudy is the only guy I ever see wearing a full sweatsuit. <laughs> That matching it, color. Uh, that matching. I mean, <laughs> the, the top and the bottom, the, the full sweatsuit. The only other place I've ever seen that is little old dudes that are walking at the mall. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Outside you know, of that, nobody wears a matching sweatsuit. Well, the thing is, I don't wear the gray sweatsuit. I have a gray one, but if I wear the gray one, I have to be with my lady. The gray one with your lady? But yeah, because, you know, some of us, when we wear gray sweatsuits... Um, it could get a little revealing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And God took care of me. Yeah, oh, bragger! <laughs> I'm kidding. No, yeah, but you wear medium. I understand that. I mean, you know, you, you know, you just don't want to get excited in the gray suit. I get you. I'm just kidding. Man. I know you. I'm kidding. five eight. God, God, and I wear a size ten shoe. God didn't bless me that much. <laughs> You know, unless you're wearing a gray look suit. Look at my little hands. <laughs> unless you're unless you're in a gray suit. Look at these little uh, hands. Uh, I got you. little hands, little feet. Uh huh. And I'm five eight. Uh huh. She ain't complaining. It ain't Nick Foles. She she, <laughs> she ain't complaining. Uh, yeah. It ain't Nick. You Foles. got three kids. It's all good. It works. It works. That's all, that's all that matters. Yeah. Ew. Transition. That was him. <laughs> Edwin. You all right? Edwin has Edwin's turning red right only now. Only time Edwin talks is when the Brewers are playing. That's the only time I've seen him get excited. When the Brewers are playing. The Brewers? He's a Brewers fan. Like the Milwaukee Brewers? Yeah. Really? Yeah. When have you ever been around him when the Brewers were playing? It was he was just getting hired when uh-huh. they were there in the playoffs, right? They were one yeah. and done. Yeah, they they were they, they, one and done. they they were bad. Yeah. All right, so uh R and R this morning. Uh as, as you guys were Oh, what what do you what do you got? Audio? That looks like audio. Did I say something that you have? Oh no! Oh, <laughs> what, I was like, what, what did you do this I, morning? I don't know. What's up with R and R? What happened? Well, I was gonna say. I mean, you know, we we find out during R and R. Oh yeah, that Jerry was gonna go on one hundred five three. The fan. It was random. Uh, very very random. I, I, I'm curious. 
you know, because obviously you guys were, were done about the time he was getting started. So in anticipation of what you mm-hmm. thought he was going to say mm-hmm. versus what he ultimately did, his appearance this morning, his surprise appearance, if you will, was it what you thought it was going to be? Yeah, to me, I think he's doing damage control because the thing about it is if he doesn't do that, this is the team that Mike McCarthy couldn't control when he was when he had the job fully. So if you go into a season where he's a lame duck, those 14 penalties turn into 18. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're not going to play all out for a coach that you know is done. So I think what Jerry did right now is like, hey, guys, that's still your coach. Don't, I don't want to hear this Sean Payton stuff. I don't want to hear this Dan Quinn stuff. That's your coach. I expect you to go out there and be professional and give it your all. A lame duck coach ends up being 7-10. and 10. Is he still not going to be a lame duck coach next year? I mean, does it, that, I'm do, try, do, just, do you ha- does Jerry have to come out after the opportunities he had last week right. to confirm Mike McCarthy was going to be the coach moving forward? When he right. called in last week, he was angry. He was upset. And yeah, he would not commit. Right, he was uh, upset. What, what was, all right, the guys I have under contract, they're under contract right now. Yeah, that doesn't mean you won't be under contract. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, right. uh, it, you, you go from there. So he did want to make sure everybody knew that Mike was the head coach. He, what they're up is that the idea of Mike being uh, twisting in the wind just wasn't the case at all. It was. They're trying yes, to keep Dan Quinn and trying to... Uh, Maintain continuity on our coaching staff. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I'm not buying it. You left your head coach twisting in the wind. He was twisting. He was twisting like what are those wind chimes? Sure. All you heard was Mike McCarthy on on the porch. Ding, ling, 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 ling. <laughs> he was a wind chime wow. for two weeks. He was a wind chime for two weeks. And what he did right now is he just put out. You know, sometimes you'll see the firefighters on the access road, mm-hmm. and they'll just be putting out a little. little you know, it's fire. not. It, that's what he did this morning. He put out a little grass fire because a grass fire that he started. Well, that's it. Because uh, he mean, didn't give he didn't give him the vote of confidence until this morning. Well, and and again, he's trying to say that they were trying to to you know play a little uh, damage control, if you will, that's to keep keep Dan Quinn as the head coach. You know, playing a you know a little ah oh, you know where you know and and no nobody is buying it, and really he's the one that created it. But it was never an issue with me, with Mike, uh-huh. being the head coach. You never heard that from me. Yeah, well, we didn't hear. Yeah, he's my guy. You taking the fact that I was sitting there uh, being coy, you taking <laughs> that and interpreted, not you, but it was taken as though I were somehow wishy-washy. Uh-huh. And just because you're frustrated doesn't mean that uh, somebody necessarily is going to lose a job. Well, again, I, I mean. But silence speaks volumes. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Silence it, speaks volumes. It's what he didn't say. It, right. And we said that Sunday night when they lost to the San Francisco 40-winers. It's what he <laughs> didn't say. Too. So I'll take that. I hate him, too. What, what, it's what he didn't say. Right. And, and, and then, you know, what he did say and then what he didn't say. So he made it seem obvious. And, again, he has said, I mean, dude's going to be 80 next year. He doesn't have many years left on this planet, and he wants to win while he's alive. He wants to see another. He wants to hold another Lombardi Trophy. He can't be patient with Mike McCarthy like he was with Jason Garrett. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy to see him be patient with Mike McCarthy, but run Jimmy Johnson out. That just lets you know someone's grown. Well, like, he's yeah. grown because as the older we get, the we get we understand our temperament. Uh huh. And Jerry understood. He like Jerry was hot. Like if 
Old Jerry fires Mike McCarthy Sunday night. Not even Sunday night. Sunday lady or Sunday early evening. Monday morning. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, Monday yeah. morning. Yeah, he fires him early. So he kind of knew, like, you know what? I'm going to take a breather. I'm not going to say anything. He canceled his interview. Remember that mm-hmm. Friday? Yeah. And he took some time. So Jerry's grown. I know he's almost 80, but growth is growth. And Jerry, Jerry grew a little bit because he wanted to fire Mike that day. Yes, but he wasn't going to make a knee-jerk reaction. And you wonder how much a Stephen or a Will McClay played into that. And I do think, you know, you go And also, who's out there that's better? Well, at the time, Thank who you. was better than Mike McCarthy at the time? Oh, could it have been Dan Quinn, who went and interviewed for, you know, a lot of jobs? You know, it did sounds like... Offered any? Well, I, I mean... I, t- I said this morning I felt like he didn't. Rob was like, no, you're crazy. Well... Timing is everything, and until Dan Quinn actually tells us, you know, we knew uh, he interviewed twice with Denver. They announced their head coach. Twice with the Bears. Twice with the Bears. You know, you interview with the New York Giants. He grew up rooting for the Giants. That was that. that was he's a New Jersey guy. He grew up rooting for the Giants. Okay, you know. Uh, he, they they hired Brian Dayball today, the offensive coordinator. And with that offense and the issues they have with Daniel Jones, it, it seemed odd that he was they they were looking at a defensive minded coach for that uh, for, for, for 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 that one. So I also look at Dan Quinn, and he's still getting paid by the Atlanta Falcons. What? So, yeah, Arthur Blank's still paying him because they got fired while under contract. And Arthur Blank will have to continue to pay him unless he becomes a head coach somewhere else. Mm. So Denver historically hires first-year coaches. They don't command as much salary. So was Denver, if they were talking about a, a real job, was the salary where Dan Quinn would have wanted it? to not only the money I'm going to make, but the money I'm going to lose from Arthur Blank because that SOB is going to give me every penny coming my way. I'm not going to help him out. He fired me, right? You know, I don't know uh, if he's he's got that bone in his body. Or did Jerry Jones money whip him? You know, before you take a job over there, come see me. What did they offer you? I'll get you more. Uh, Because now he's talking about defensive coordinator for years to come. Well, that's BS. Next year he's going to be, if the Cowboys have a good season, he's going to be on the interview circuit again. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You you kind of sound like – you're pretty much saying exactly what Rob said. Rob was like, you. I don't know if he gave him a Benz or whatever, but – Oh, told, Benz. Yeah, he told Dan that I got a little bit more money for you sit here. And I can't believe – like, he's still – he may be older, but he's still cocky. Like, yes – it's better to be the Cowboys' defensive coordinator than it is to be a head coach well, for the Jaguars. I, I, well, again, I don't think the Jaguars are ever in play. Situation tells you that. But, you know, if you're the head coach of the New York Giants, if I'm Jerry, hey, you want to go have that job? You see Daniel Jones? You, you, really, you, really, you really want that job? You, you, really, you really want Danny Dimes? for Because for, you're going to get fired in three years. Your know, last guy didn't even make two, right? Or you, you want to be and here for more, multiple years. Was it more? Who's the owner? Oh, John Mara. John Mara. When he says that we're going to keep Daniel Jones, that doesn't fit Dan Quinn. No, and it also says you better bring in an offensive coordinator that might be able to fix him. But again, what the owner says today might be different than what he says two months from now. Absolutely, because that same owner and John Mara said that they want nothing to do with Deshaun Watson because of his legal issues. Uh, BS. You don't believe that? Hell no. I believe him. Why? Because that's a big deal. Again, I don't know what happened. 
I wasn't there. I didn't, you know, I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. But when there's 22 people saying you did something, that's a scary hire. But if the grand jury comes back and does not file one criminal complaint against then him. Then there's a whole new ballgame. And that's where, because right now he's, uh, what was it? He's got two or three left to take the money and it all goes away. I mean, then the reality, you know, Joey's kind of creepy. So he, 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 he's, he's got, he's, he's, he's got fetishes. He's got big time. Uh, but so know, does Robert Kraft. I, I mean, so I'm, I, what, I, I mean, so you're saying, I mean, what was legal? What, I, I, you know, I just know if you can get Deshaun Watson, you're going to take Deshaun Watson. And if the legal stuff goes away, and it certainly looks like right now that is going to be the case. You know, you got a couple more that need money. Or See, you're, you're waiting for the grand you're jury stuff right to, to come with it. Yo, know, John Mar is going to say yeah because he said cap space and legal issues. Yeah, he said cap. He said we can't afford them. Yeah, you, you know you got accountants that can make that work. Yeah, you. Cut, I, I mean that, that you cut six third string linebackers and well, you figure and, it out. And again, you know you make some trades, you do stuff, you rework some contracts. If you can get Deshaun Watson, you get Deshaun Watson. Absolutely, it, it, it's it's BS to say, especially when you haven't hired a head coach yet. Yeah, we don't want that guy. Everybody out there's probably six teams that say, you know what, our quarterback right now, we're good. Everybody else is, is going. Okay. Yeah, yeah, wait, we can get Deshaun Watson, and okay. and that also is John Mara saying they want three ones and three twos. No, no. How about two ones and two twos and a third? You I know, they're that. negotiating in the media. I agree with that. Great point. Uh, everybody's going to want Deshaun this, Watson. How when, many jobs are left, Jason? Who we got? The Dolphins, the Raiders. How many jobs are left? You know offhand. Uh, Dolphins, Minnesota. Raiders, Texans, Minnesota. Uh, although I think Minnesota is probably pretty. Close. Who are they waiting on? All four of these teams that are left in the playoffs. Who are they waiting on? Uh, I've yeah. never seen it take this long. Oh, it takes a while. Okay. I mean, they, you know, and Josh McCown's got to go. You know, finish interviewing people. How does he... Dude, who the hell knows, man? It's the Texans. Jacksonville's job is still open. I don't. I, I think. I think Jeff Trailer could be in running for the Jacksonville job. Nobody wants that job. No, I think a lot of people are going to want that job. Why? Trevor Lawrence. Look, Trevor. Trevor look, Lawrence. Let me in tell the you millions something. that come with coaching an NFL team, even Mac, for three years. Mac Jones outplayed him throwing three passes a game. We don't know who Trevor Lawrence is. I, I know. I know what I saw from Trevor Lawrence at Clemson. Clemson ain't Sunday. I'm with you there, but to, I, he had a better squad around him at Clemson than he did in Jacksonville. <laughs> Very you true. Know, the way that whole thing was put together is just bad, just, just brutal. Yeah, just brutal. They'll they'll figure it out. We'll we'll end up with the with the hires in the right place. Okay, I agree with you. You think Joshua Daniels leaves New England? I know he's interviewing for the Raiders gig. We'll hey, see. I, I think he likes being underneath that wing. He's like, it's kind of comfortable under here. It's like nice and cozy under the Belichick wing. You know, there are people that want to drive everywhere, and there's other people that are cool being in the passenger seat. I'm a passenger seat guy. That's what I I'm hate saying. driving. Well, it's because you fall asleep three minutes into you know a what? ride. If you're going to insult me, I, you know, it's, I could just go drink. It's true. I'm not insulting insult you. I'm telling you. I mean, no, it's the truth. Uh, I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do in L.A., Jason. You're going to sleep more than the rest of us. I. Because you're gonna get all those little naps Dude, in the car. Dude, we gotta. We're on air at five in the morning in L.A., bro. <laughs> and, Rob, and Rob told me today he's like, "Dude, he's like, me and Jason normally sleep till almost noon." No, that's not true. 
That's what he told me today. That, that, that's that's like you saying uh, me telling people you're drinking Blantons on the air right now. I that's, would never. That's not true. Greg, Lance, I would never. Ever. Ever. I don't care what Shelton tells you. It's a... Uh, and Edwin, we that's stick together. Tea. That's that's we ice stick tea. together. No, it is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star. Live out at Texas <laughs> Cheer <laughs> Liquor, number four down here on Palo Alto. <laughs> here till 7 o'clock tonight. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl in L.A. coming up. And the Spurs, man, they play tonight. I got an interesting email I want to talk about, about Super Bowl. Really? You got it. Oh. We'll talk about it. Oh, oh yeah. That's what we call a tease. Uh, that's exactly. You've been on air since '62. You know that was a tease. That's what I was saying today when I was promoting this. I was like, if y'all haven't, I was like, go meet Joe because I was like, if you haven't met Menix, then you're just not trying. He's wow. Been on, he's been on air for forever. Wow. You've had to have met Menix. Everybody knows Menix. He's the OG. He is the OG. Jason Menix is the OG. Stop. What was his? What was your FM radio name? Which one? Bone Stiller. <laughs> What? what was it? Bones? <laughs> Laden Stone? Laden Stone. Yeah. Or J. Miles. I was J. Miles on K's Epic What K-J. is J. Miles? J. Miles? Oh. J. Miles? He's drinking Uncle Nears. You know a fun fact on Uncle Nears? Well, tell me. Black owned. Okay. It's almost Black History Month. I'm going to be hitting y'all. <laughs> it's almost Black History Month. We got to. What's that? Oh, okay. We'll get it. More from Texas Cheer here on the Blitz with Rudy J. Coming up after he drinks that. <laughs> don't, don't do that. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 94.5 FM. I'm Jason Minix, Rudy J. from RNR in the Morning, hanging out with us here at Texas Cheer Liquor number four. Down on Palo Alto, we're here till about 7 o'clock. Plenty of free samples, and the BS has already begun. You ever just want to start an argument? One dude over here says, Dak's trash. Other dude, no, nah, man, he's top ten. It's on and in And everybody it's in this store, There were people that jumped in the argument I didn't know were in the building, man. I, I have no idea. It's on up in here. I, uh, it's nuts. You it, mix sake and quarterbacks. And you got a fun time. Well, I mean, I, I mean that's it. So hold on, hold on. Hey. I see, but it's all love when it's all said and done. Although you're an idiot, Dak is fantastic, right? <laughs> um, Go Spurs! Yeah, that guy over there, he's the smartest guy in the room. You know, I knew he was smart because when he said, "Do you want some sake samples?" He said, "Yes." She said, "Do you want it with mix or without?" He said, "Both." See, that's a guy that knows how to get two Wait, samples. So you give you right? call, you calling a guy smart that walked to the best looking person in the room? It said both. Is that smart? Well, again, is that smart. <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> what it is. See, now he's gonna walk back up there like she's never seen hey, him before. I to, mean, that's that. He that's went to the of, back and did ten push-ups. Uh huh. And, yeah. <laughs> and he looks like he can actually do ten push-ups. <laughs> I can't. I uh, know. Uh, uh, all right. So what's up? All right. So you think Dak is trash? No, 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 no. Oh, I, what, think, I heard that. You know, I said he's not. I said Dak needs he needs the perfect storm to be swell. Like I mean meaning like the offensive line has to be playing well, the defense has like keep in mind his best games were against Washington, Philly, the Giants, against yeah, teams uh, that are uh, terrible. Uh, absolutely. And I, while I like Dak, I don't love him. Like Dak's the one who's like, you know what, I kinda wanna marry her. But she scares me. You know, I Jason, you're not you're not all the way sold on him either. Be real, uh, 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 dude. I am a romosexual. Me too, right? 
and I, I was a homosexual when being homosexual wasn't cool, right? Right. I mean, because that's a guy that divided the fan base. Mm-hmm. And Dak Prescott is getting to that point. Although, if Romo would have had a game like he did against San Francisco, they would have burned his house. Thank right? you. And, and Dak doesn't get that, right? He's coddled. Uh, it, dude, you're starting to sound like Joe early? Ryan Eagle. Is it too early? To, to what? Coddle him? No, I mean, is it... Uh, Am I asking too much of him too soon? Uh, no. I, I mean, he's six years in the league. But when you look at it, and, and again, what I'm about to say, I know you could go, well, Mahomes or Josh Allen. I won't compare but, him to those guys. Those guys are a different class. But but a lot of these quarterbacks, they hit their stride in their 30s, right? That's true. And Because and Tom I, wasn't Tom. Those first three rings, I, Tom was handing the ball off and throwing six-yard slants. And had a great defense. Yes. Um, he wasn't. And, uh, and, same and with Russell. Same with Ben Roethlisberger. Dak last year, now granted, snapped a leg early. But, yeah, you know, sucks. he put up great numbers while he was whole. And they were losing games because that defense was historically bad. True. This year, the offensive line was trash. And so you could say, yeah, things have to be perfect for him. Well, you saw what happened to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl last year when he didn't have an offensive line. I mean, the great Patrick Mahomes couldn't do anything. You know, I, I mean, ran 400 yards backwards. Yeah, uh, exactly. So you're right. Yeah, things do have to be. I don't know, perfect or that people got to block them up. The the offensive line was there. So yeah, uh, you could say, well, you're just making excuses for for Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Can he lead this team to a Super Bowl? Do you feel that? I, I think Dak has all the tools, and okay. he's got the leadership ability. He okay. can make all the throws. But this year, especially late, and I don't know if it was because the offensive line or what, but where were the shots downfield? After he came back from the injury, he was not the same player. No, he wasn't. And as bad as Aaron was this past Sunday, he still managed to get the ball to his number one receiver. And he forced that, it and forced it and, and that forced bothered, it. That's the only thing that bothered me about Dak. Like, dude, you got CD. Like, how does he get I, I, one catch? Him, but he tries to throw it to the open guy. I mean, Dak Prescott Schultz. throws it to the open guy. Could be the quarterback. It, it could have be. been. It, it was Schultz. Schultz was Wilson. his favorite tag. Exactly. And you know, I, I I look at you know Green Bay lost to San Francisco because Aaron Rodgers was trying to force the ball to Devontae Adams late. You know, you look at some of those plays late in that game. Mm-hmm. You saw uh, Scantling was open. You saw Cobb was open. Right. Yet, you know, double or triple covered. I'm throwing it uh, the guy I to trust. Devontae, yeah. Right? And yeah. It's crazy because you – you held them at you held them hostage for Randall Cobb, uh-huh. and then you only throw it to him one time. Exactly, <laughs> dude. I didn't really want to throw you the ball. I just wanted to help you get paid. And that, that's kind of how it felt like it, he yeah. did. You know, I, I don't know. It, it's but when I look at Dak, mm-hmm. is he an elite quarterback? No, no, he's not in that top tier group. Right, not yet. Is he in that second tier? I think so. Yes, I think so. You know, does that put him in the top ten? Yes, I think statistically okay. this year he finished at number nine. Okay. Um, but I, I would say, uh, you know, when you look at the quarterbacks that are in the league, mm-hmm. um, you know, Justin Herbert, a lot of people love Justin Herbert. A lot of people love the potential of Justin we Herbert. Love what we love him. Yes. Is, is he, is he the right there? Word. Is he there yet? You know, Ryan Nagel will sit and say, man, in that Raiders game, did you see him? I'll say, yeah, that guy was money on fourth down, but he couldn't complete a damn pass on first, second, or third, which is why they were in fourth down. Right? Yeah. Um, do you like him better than Kyler Murray? Who? Dak. I, I do. 
Yeah, you know what? Hey. Kyler has some questions that he needs to answer as well. Because well, Kyler will look, you're like, wow, this guy has that potential to be top tier. And then the next week it's like, ugh. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, Kyler offers a, a different dimension than with what Dak legs. does. And, you know, I think you can say the same with Josh Allen with the way they run the ball. What scares me about that when it comes time to invest $100 million into a quarterback that runs the ball Look, it, yeah. how beat up is he going to get? And I'll I tell mean, Buffalo. RG3 wasn't the same after he got hurt. You look at right. uh, Michael Vick, you know, he got $200 million deals, but after injuries he wasn't the same guy. That's the one thing that worries me about the guys that use their wheels too much. I tell Buffalo, go talk to Carolina about Cam Newton. Cam Newton, Josh Allen, about the same size. Yeah. Eventually it caught up to Cam. Yep. Injuries so at some point, hits. at some point, Buffalo has to get him some running. He can't be leading them in rushing. At some point, those linebackers and safeties, well, somebody's going to hurt you. That uh, that's it. You know, when you look at top tier, I don't know if I still have Russell in that category. Uh, you don't. I feel like I feel like Seattle has failed him as far as offensive line wise. Uh, maybe, but then why don't you give that same um, excuse or reason or benefit of the doubt to Dak? I mean, because when I look at, you know, DK Metcalf and I look at, you know, Lockett, uh, Lockett and I, I mean, the guys. receivers are there. And, you know, my wife is from Seattle. We watch a lot of Seahawk football and Russell isn't the same guy. And, and part of me wonders, is Russell too much now, as Bill Parcell said, when his, his commandments to quarterbacks don't have a don't be a celebrity quarterback? Well, he's mm-hmm. married to a celebrity and, <laughs> and a, a, a lot of worries on the offensive side. And he's been to a couple Super Bowls. So, I mean, I, I just, but Russell isn't the same. And he wasn't one of those top tier quarterbacks this year. You think he still wants to go to New Orleans now that Sean Payton's nope. retired? <laughs> no, it's, like, he's like, scratch, I, I mean, he called his agent, scratched New Orleans off the list. I, I mean, it, it depends on who ends up being the, being the head coach. Yeah. I mean, if they pr- uh, promote Allen and it's a defensive coach, who's going to be the OC? Um, it, it's it's going to be an interesting off season because you know Deshaun will end up somewhere, and it's funny. All arrows point to Denver. Could Green Bay or could Green Bay and Denver make a deal? Aaron Rodgers ends up with the Broncos. Well, they the Broncos hired his offensive coordinator in Hackett. Mm-hmm. His girlfriend is lives in Boulder. It lives the in actress. Boulder. She she's a, a Colorado type, mm-hmm. and you know guys tend to follow. Um, you know, Especially in the newlywed phase. In the newlywed phase, we're stupid. You know, we're telling them all our secrets. We're pillow talking way too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're spending way too much. Like, get the appetizer. Uh-huh. Get the dessert. I know you're not going to eat it. Get it. Uh-huh. You know, that's the honeymoon phase. Now, two years from now, he might be like, Colorado sucks, and so do you. Yeah. Well, You know, I the mean, honeymoon phase, we're googly eyes. again, it doesn't matter where he is. I mean, he's got a private jet. He'll go to dinner wherever. Yeah. <laughs> You know, true. I mean, the reality is, Very but true. I mean, there are some things there. I could see Deshaun Watson in Denver. Me too. Uh, I, or Miami. I, although they hate Tua. For I, whatever reason, they're like, nah, I, we don't, I, we don't I, like you, Tua. I, I, too many Instagram models in Miami for Deshaun Watson. Best place for that guy to go, Pittsburgh. I like and, him in Pittsburgh. And, and replace Ben Roethlisberger. I like him in Pittsburgh. That's, I love him in Pittsburgh. That's where I think that he, he could I love up. him in Pittsburgh. Great, great point. And it keeps him out of the NFC. Specifically, the <laughs> NFC East. Yeah, because I, I know Philly was in the hunt. Philly has two first-round picks. Um, but it seems like they want to give Jalen Hurts a go at it. Again, if you could get Deshaun Watson, I say bye-bye real quick to Jalen Hurts. Oh, gosh, that's not a debate. I, I mean, that's not a debate. I, I, mean I like you, 
But <laughs> look what I got over would here. You, would you take Deshaun over Dak? No. Yes, you would. Jason Minix. I, I, Jason Minix. You've been on this airways on the Blitz. you got loyal listeners on the Blitz. Mm-hmm. You've never lied to them. I've never lied to them, and I'm still not. And I think part of that is because of Dak's contract. I know it would never happen. Okay. And, and, that and, makes sense. And, again, if in, in fantasy football, I think I still go with Dak. I know he's typically going to throw for more yards. <laughs> it always comes back to fantasy. Well, kind of. Or I mean, I'm trying, I'm, try, I'm, I'm trying to give a scenario in which I might take, you know, if, I, if I've got my druthers. I like them in D.C. too. Although I, I like them in D.C. Uh, they got no. a defense. That's in the NFC East. That's a no-go. Oh, okay. That, that, I'm just telling that, you where that, he That's fits. a no-go. I mean, they got the Heineken guy, man, so they're, they're the set. The Heineken guy. They're, they're set. Who's sponsored by Bud Light, which is the most random thing. Yeah, absolutely. Heineken what? wouldn't do a deal with him. Bud Light did. Make, okay. That's weird, I Heineken. I pay attention to stuff. Yeah, you pay attention to money. <laughs> very, very true. Yeah. Which is why we've got to go to break. Let's, yeah. yeah, we'll talk about the Spurs as we continue live here at Texas Cheer Liquor. Number four down here on Palo Alto. Uh, still got time to come by here and get some samples, especially for me and for Rudy, because we're, we're almost done working on this yeah. Friday night. Uh, come by and see us here. we got the Spurs in action tonight. It's Pop's birthday. What do you get, Greg Popovich? on his birthday. We'll talk about that Ooh, as we continue here topic. on the Blitz. Don't mind the brake light. We'll get you there. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM, 1250, and 94.5 FM. And Carl Schoen are doing a great job. Ended the show with a little Metallica for Rudy J. Is Carl doing a good job? Carl is doing a good job. I, I, think. I haven't heard him. I haven't heard him. I can't see him. He's been playing Pokemon the whole time. He ditched us this morning. Uh, yeah. Your switch? If if you want us to believe that. And, again, Jason's going to see Metallica again in February, and it's like, uh-huh. at this point, like, if you can't, if you're paying still. Oh, yeah, a lot. Bro. What? How? What are you up to? What's the count? 23. Yeah, this would be 24. Jason. What? What? What is, so what, is, what does Miss Minnick say to this? Clearly, yes. I know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, she she goes. I mean, the only in, in recent years. Uh, okay, in 24, 20, 23 concerts. Uh huh. How many have been different? Twenty three. still I, the, I, are they I, all the I, same. I, tunes, I mean, even Jason? even on the on the on the Hardwire tour, I saw them in Houston. Okay. On whatever day, and then a couple days later, they played in the Alamo Dome. And you went to both. I went to both. And then I got on a plane and went and saw him in Kansas City a uh, couple months after. Now, the NRG Stadium and the Alamo Dome, similar setup, video stuff's different, different set lists. See, Metallica has mm. so many different songs that typically – Okay, so you're getting a different experience here and there. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the Kansas City concert was one of the more incredible ones because they had a rotating big-ass stage. So no matter where you sat and – you know, they kept going different areas on the stage. So, like, at some point, dude, James Hetfield's right in front of you. Then all of a sudden, you know, uh, uh, you know, Robert Trio's right in front of you, and they're just you're just going around the stage. Oh, that man, was one legends. of the cooler, cool, cooler concerts. Absolutely. And part of it is, you know, they're, they're celebrating 40 years. You know, eventually I won't is? have any more Metallica concerts to go to okay. for obvious okay. reasons. You know. Real quick, I got an email. Uh-huh. For... 
a media gathering at Universal Studios Friday night. Uh-huh. Pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, the super. I won't even. I'm not going to tell my 13 year old. You know, yeah, I wouldn't. I, I mean, it's not like you're going to do Universal Studios the way you would if your 13 year old was with you. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. It's it's like um, the Super Bowl party in Minnesota was that I don't know some theme park inside the Mall of Americas. I have no idea if any of the rides were going or whatever because just the food and the drink and the celebrity is you know you're 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 just there at universal and that's one of the cool things about the super bowl media part is that they do it's it's always at some event that is a major attraction for that city and then the food like in new orleans it was down on one of the piers where they store all the floats and stuff for the parades and they had them all out so you could see all that stuff there in uh atlanta it was at the aquarium Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, if you've never been to it, I know you went to the Super Bowl in Houston. Did you go to Super Bowl parties? No. Um, I went to the one where y'all stole Ray Lewis's cigar. Oh, so you've been to one cigar party. We well, don't it talk about it that. Wasn't, it wasn't Dick because it, it was at this. Ray Lewis then and Sheffield were there. Th- then you but I haven't gone to the real cigar Then you weren't at the party, party that we were at. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got 30 seconds to bail out of this. All right, I'm out. You know. It, it, Thanks it, for having me, man. Well, I appreciate you coming by. Uh, how was the Blantons? I haven't had any. Oh, you're ready to get the Blantons. I haven't had any. Then we'll go out to get some. I am ready to get the uh, Blantons as well. And if you're looking for Blantons, Texas Cheer yes. will have them next week. I'll tell you Thursday because I need to come get mine on Wednesday before they sell out. So get them on Wednesday. They're going to be here. Have a great weekend, everybody.